joining us on TV. We're live for Super Bowl 57. Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning. Good morning, morning fans. I have an announcement to make. I, I, I think the Phoenix Suns just won the NBA championship. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. Man, I am so happy to be here today. So happy the crowd is great. And the best part about everything, there's only one measly, stinky cowboy fan. <laughs> Not true. Not true. I see him everywhere. You're wrong. He's already wrong. There must be 20 cowboys, 30, 40 cowboys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. No, I appreciate no. it. <laughs> That's Gil's homeboy yeah. right there. That's how right. <laughs> got Let's go, Gil. Yeah, let's go. We ready. We got fans from all we the teams. We Awesome studio audience. We're so glad you're here. Guys, we have a packed show because we have so much to talk about with the Super Bowl, but man, development's just not stopping in the association. So let's start there. According to reports, KD on his way to join us in the desert. The Nets have agreed to trade KD to the Suns in exchange for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-rounders. After the trade, the Suns are now favorites to win the West, only behind the Celtics overall for best odds to win the finals. That, of course, according to Fox Bets Sportsbook. Shannon, do you think the Suns did indeed just win the West? No, they didn't. Guess what? Is, is Devin Booker playing right now? No, he's injured. Is Kevin Durant he, playing he, right he now? Just, Devin just played a little bit. He played 24 minutes. Kevin, he's, he's working his way What about back. KD? He is not until after the break. But after the break, <laughs> he's going to break you in two. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> I'll let me ask you a question. Are they playing basketball now? Yeah. So why isn't he playing now? Because he's got a little knee issue. A little, little knee. He's always got a little issue. <laughs> hey, oh, it's so a little you, issue. You took the words yeah. right out of my yes. mouth. Do you know in the last three years, not counting the year, yeah. the first year that he rehabbed the whole yeah. year, he's missed 83 games that is in three. Correct. 83 and counting. Okay, what if he doesn't miss anymore? If. You say, well, yeah. Do they win championship on him? No. Oh. Do you like what they look like on paper? I, I do offensively. Yeah. Now who's going to defend? Mikael Bridges, 3 and D guy, finished second in the defensive player of the year last year. Sure Jay did. Crowder, a defensive guy. Big loss, I agree. So now you're going to put a lot of points on the board. Yeah. Who are you going to stop? You know, DeAndre Ayton, he comes and goes. He might give you 20 and 15. He might give you 10, uh, 10 and 6. Mm -hmm. He and Monty Williams, they're always button heads. Right. Chris Paul is not the Chris Paul from three or four years ago. He's old and slow. Now, okay, you, but can he, to use your favorite expression, summons it up on occasion? When are those occasions going to happen? Uh, when the playoffs start. I walk around very healthy yeah. on occasion. Okay. Not very often, yeah. though, but okay. on occasion. Like right. But here's the better question, Skip. Why didn't they want Chris Paul? Mm. You would like to think, I'm going to try to get as many great players from you if you're getting Kevin Durant, because we know what KD is mm -hmm. when he's healthy. Okay. Why didn't they want Chris Paul? Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make, right? Because he was about to be traded to Kevin Durant at Brooklyn, yeah. right? He was on the, the trading block, and all of a sudden, Kevin comes to him in Phoenix, and he's in the catbird seat. What if the Brooklyn Nets all of a sudden say, well, we don't really want him? Hmm. Don't, don't want who? Chris Paul. Okay. Well, well again, he they, they they didn't. I don't know why they didn't take yeah, the deal and we wouldn't be. Shouldn't be I tell you something? Chris yeah. Paul, point guard, one of the all-time great point guards. Yeah. They got a young team. They need veteran leadership. 
They didn't want Chris Paul. Mm. That's not here nor there. Mm. But here's the thing, Skip. Yes, I like what they have offensively. We know Devin Booker, he gets nicked during the playoffs. Remember that hamstring? He, he got a hamstring issue dealing with that now. Kevin Durant, every year, it's always a knee issue. DeAndre Ayton, he has issues with the coach, and he has a, he's a low-energy guy. You never like the guy's energy. Now, all of a sudden, you beating the drums like the Phoenix Suns have won the title. They what got, happened? They got the seven-foot monster, the nuclear weapon called Kevin Durant. The nuclear weapon, so yeah. when is he going to detonate? He hadn't yeah. detonated, but then go to state. Well, in Brooklyn, he came within a toenail on the line shot of beating the team that was about to beat the Phoenix Suns. And for well, the I hope we don't get a pedicure out here either. So, so toenails will stay off the line because you keep you keep bringing up those toenails and they're growing by the second. Yeah. It was just a little. It was his little toe that was on the line, or you were in big trouble. Look, the one thing I will say about the Phoenix Suns, Skip, they got an all-time great player who's in the first year of a, de uh, a four-year deal. So they have, they have him for three more years. I got one more thing before I turn it over to you. Uh, turn it over to you. Uh, hey, Ja, y'all still good in the West? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Dylan Brooks, y'all still yeah. got the little mini dynasty going yep. on over there? Yeah. All of a sudden. Touche, touche. I agree with you. All of a sudden, points. the Grizzlies don't look as promising as they once did, Don. Okay. Go ahead, take off. My turn. I woke up in the middle of the night out here, and I glanced <laughs> at my computer, and I said, what? Yeah. I'm talking about bombshell. True. I'm talking about nuclear. Yeah. I'm talking about Kevin Durant to Phoenix? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Okay, they gave up a good deal to get him. They gave up three really nice pieces yeah. because Mikhail Bridges was, as you point out, he, he was the runner-up for defensive player of the and year. And having a career high this year in points. Okay. Jay Crowder, I've always liked him, especially in big playoff games. He plays big. Yeah. I, I will give you all of the above. Cam Johnson. And Cam Johnson is a really nice player. Young player. He, he's, yes. he's a good rotation player. And every time he stepped on the floor, good things started to happen. Correct. But they didn't give away their three big pieces because if you put Kevin Durant with Chris Paul, even though he's 37 years of age, he will summons it up on occasion, and the occasion will last through the playoffs. If you put him with a Devin Booker, who to me is just entering his prime right, yeah, right I now, agree. I agree. all of a sudden you have nuclear plus nuclear. And all of a sudden I'm looking at DeAndre Ayton, and I'm saying, well, wait a second. He did get his money, so he, he's happy with his big-picture situation. He and Monty have clashed. Yes. So, but I'm going to bet on Monty Williams to, to – to rise and shine like the sun that's rising right now because he's one of the best coaches in this league, and I think he will be the perfect sort of he, – he, he is the center of their universe. He keeps everything in order to me because they've done nothing but good things under Monty Williams. I right? agree with that, Skip, okay. but let me ask you a question. Do you not remember DeAndre Ayton getting benched in a game okay. seven? It, and it got ugly. It got ugly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they were exchanging some barbs. For uh, the whole front row could hear some of the and they've clashed several times okay. this year. Okay, but so I'm what looking at think? what he's doing. He is averaging DeAndre Ayton a career high 18.4 points a game. I'd say that works. I that somehow they are coexisting. And Monty Williams is not a bad guy. He's one. He, he's Jen knows this because she's dealt with. He he's as good a human as I'm, there is yes, in this league. Yes, right. Yes. Okay. Just the bet. Right. So again, if, if DeAndre Ayton has a problem with Monte Williams. That is DeAndre's fault, okay. and he's going to have to get over it because he's got Kevin Durant on his side. Kevin bleeping Durant. You, All right. So, let me, do you believe DeAndre Ayton wants to be there? Because I think he kind of made it clear he didn't. Okay. They I, reluctantly gave him his money. Okay. 
when you look around and there's Chris Fall and there's Kevin Durant and there's Devin Booker, you just say, okay, it's time for me to do what I'm supposed to do. He's seven feet tall. He was the first overall yeah. pick. And he's just now starting. He's averaging 10 boards. So he's, he's 18.4 and 10 rebounds. That's championship material when you put the other three weapons. But what about you, you? You tell me if he's averaging a career high 18 points and he's seven foot tall. What about when he gives you 10 and he plays like he's six foot tall? Okay. Well, sometimes he did. <laughs> and yet, I, I'm going to take Monty to task a little bit because when they finally reached the finals yeah. against your man Giannis, y- yes. what happens? Did they bend? <laughs> did they build a wall? No, they his did pride not build got in the wall. way. Okay, he said, I'm going to let DeAndre take him straight up, head-to-head, mm-hmm. mano a mano, one-on-one. Mm. How'd that work out for And he it? got cooked. Yeah, he did. Cooked him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was the difference in that series. You know it I and do. I know it. There's a better way to defend, and they will figure this out. But how did they skip? They don't and have remember, the... they were up two to nothing in that series. Yes, and lost four straight. And then Devin Booker pulled his hamstring. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So you so, mean Devin, he can't hurt? Booker gets okay. hurt? I, I'm going to give you this. If one of those three gets hurt in a playoff run, I'm out. I'm out. I'm disqualified. But if somehow they manage to get unscathed through the whole playoff run, something very special is about to happen here because you say there are only 27 games left, but Kevin Durant is the ultimate chemistry player. You can just throw him into Golden State and he'll figure it out because he doesn't really need the ball. No. He's as efficient a, a big-time scorer as we've ever seen in the history of this league. So if you say, here, can you play with Chris Paul? Is he not as great a quarterback, yes. a field general, as you've ever seen, right? But I would, I'm, I'm going to do to you what you do All to right. me with Nikola Jokic. What about the other end? Yep. You keep telling me about Booker. You keep telling me about KD. And sometimes Chris Paul can yep. sum it up. And DeAndre Ayton is averaging a career high. Yep. But what about the defensive end? Who's going to guard someone? Okay, uh, they, they still have Torrey Craig, and I like Torrey Craig a lot, and I think he'll defend it. Torrey Craig, level. Jenny Craig. Okay. Ain't none of them McKenna Bridges or Jay Crowder. Okay. Kevin Durant defends at a high level when he's engaged in the playoffs. He's seven feet tall, and he is a rim protector. Yes. DeAndre Ayton will defend when he decides to, yeah. and maybe he'll it's you, you can't, decide. You can't win a title yeah. when, God, when you tell me guys yeah. decide to do something. That's okay. got to be a normal occurrence. Okay. Now, here's the biggest picture. This is what I love about what just happened. You realize the Phoenix Suns now have a brand new owner because the old owner was a bad guy. Yes. And the old owner got kicked out. Yes. Okay, so the new owner is only 43 years of age, and his name is Matt Ishbia. And probably a lot of people, maybe some of the Phoenix Suns fans, know who he is, but around the country, not yet. He is about to become a household name. How many times have we talked about Joe Sy owning the the Brooklyn Nets because it was always Joe Sy? How are you going to deal with Kyrie? How are you going to deal with KD? Matt Ishbia just plunged like very few people will ever plunge because he just doubled his luxury tax, just doubled it to, to add KD. I can't even figure out how they're making the salaries fit under right. the cap, but apparently it worked. Because right? he got everybody on max salaries. Okay. He's got four max salaries. <laughs> and I, I don't know how, but that's Golden State all over again yeah, yeah, exactly. where they, they figured it out. Right. Matt Ishbia, would you believe, played college basketball for Tom Izzo at Michigan State as a walk-on, okay, just okay. as a walk-on. Okay. But he was a very good high school player, and he actually played. He started one game for Michigan State, but he's basically just your practice fodder kind right, of player. Right. Mm-hmm. Five-foot, ten-inch guard. Grew up in suburban Detroit. Father owned a mortgage lending company, which he inherited. So he, he was handed a big silver spoon. But his basketball IQ, having played in 48 games for Michigan State, I got to tell you, I bet it's about as high as any onerous basketball IQ in this league right. outside of that guy in Charlotte 
whose basketball IQ doesn't seem to apply to picking players. Exactly. Right? Okay. okay. I give you that. I'm, you know who I'm talking Kudos. about. Kudos. The greatest Kudos. player ever. Right? Touche. That's yeah. a big touche. Yeah. Okay. But Matt Ishbia said, hey, what, what's the old David Stern line? What, what he would always tell a new owner? Hey, welcome to the NBA. You're one player away from winning a championship. That's what it is. Right. It's one player away. And Matt Ishby at 43 said, wait a second, I just bought the Phoenix Suns, and Brooklyn says I can have Kevin Durant. I'm going to have to give him my whole future. I'm going to have to get, what was it, four first-round first picks? Four first-round pick picks. Wild. So here, I'm going all in. I'm plunging right out of the box because I was on the 2000 Michigan State Spartans. Remember the Flintstones? Remember Mateen Cleese? Yep. Okay, so Matt Ishbia was sitting on the bench watching this from the inside out saying, Oh, that's that's how you win the national championship, right? right? Yeah. So he has an IQ for this is what it takes. We, you you got to applaud this man. He just said, I'm all in right here, right now. Hold on, time out. Wait a minute. I was just saying, you was talking, I was thinking about something. Mm-hmm. What happened to the Clippers winning the title? Mm-hmm. This man been talking about the Clippers. <laughs> If Kawhi is healthy and PG and Ty Lue coaching, the Clippers are going to win the title. Okay. Are you out on the Clippers? I, I can only speak to what I see. What you see? Did Phoenix have Kevin Durant to start the year? No. Well, obviously, I, the, I, it, it, again, if this stays healthy, they're better than the Clippers. They're better than your Denver Nuggets whoa, with whoa, that whoa, guy whoa. who doesn't play any defense. Oh, but you got a bunch of guys that don't play defense. Okay. I, that is not true. Kevin Durant plays defense at a high level, and he's got something to prove because the Boston Celtics played a whole lot of defense on him last yes. year, right? And he didn't stop Jason. Remember Jason Tatum? That was his coming out part against yeah. Brooklyn. Okay. He is a man on a mission this year. He, he didn't want to be in Brooklyn. You know what? This is the beauty of this. Kevin Durant signed off on this because he was pushing to go to the Phoenix Suns. Because yeah. I think he wanted to play with Chris. Right. I think he wanted to say CP3. Because he, he said this before. I would like to at some point help Chris win a ring. Right. Okay, well, here you go. He followed Kyrie to Brooklyn. And you know and I know right. it was like an afterthought. Kyrie said, let's go to Brooklyn. And Kevin said, no, I, I want to be a Nick. Well, let's see if we can win a championship for the Knicks for the right. first time since 1973. Kyrie says, no, we got two Macs. We got two Macs right. over here. Let's go to the Nets because I grew up loving the Nets. How did that work out? And Kevin's heart Awful. was never in it. No. In, the, in the playoffs last year, I kept telling you, he's half-hearted. He doesn't even want to be on the floor. You can just see it. Now he wants to be a Phoenix Sun. Yes, and probably this probably should have happened last summer. Yeah. Because Kevin Durant was never going to be happy with Brooklyn. Once a guy requests a trade, the likelihood, obviously you get situations like Kobe requests a trade and everything works out well, they were able to win titles. Yep. But the question that I have for you is that you said he wants to go to Phoenix and help Chris Paul win the title. Is Chris Paul healthy enough? Does he have enough gas in the tank? I think he's healthy enough. Him? Again, you, you Can have he to stay your spots. What's your thing with LeBron now? You say... Well, he's not having that much impact on the one-loss record. Right. He's scoring all those points, and they keep losing games. Right. Because you tell me Tom Brady, at 45, he, he plays need, to this level, need, but it, does, it doesn't equate to impacting the scoreboard. As you get older, right? you need more help around right. you. Hell, as we get older, we need more help to get around. Okay, I got it. So, <laughs> so here we are. Chris Paul, can, can you give him much more help than he just no, had? No, you can't. Because do you not love Devin Booker when he's I right? I, 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 I love Booker. When yeah. his hamstrings are hey, he's a bucket. Right? Kevin Durant is a bucket. Yeah. But other guys going to be able to get buckets against them. That's okay. the issue. Okay. Do you like campaign? I love campaign. It, can, can he not spell Chris and, yes. and let him yes. play 30 minutes instead yes. of 40 minutes? Yes. Right? Yeah. Do, do you like Landry Shaman as a shooter? I do because he's got guts, man. You, kept, you yeah. keep telling me about all these shooters. 
Somebody right. got to defend. Somebody got to guard, guard the money. Skip. Okay. Who's gonna guard the money? Which is the basket? Damian Lee's a good player. He'll play both ends. Damian okay. Lee shoots right. threes. Okay. Bismack Biombo wants a Michael Jordan right. pick, right? Bismack okay. Biombo. Okay. Well, he's still there. I, 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 <laughs> man, this man reaching. He's reaching way out there for Bismack Biombo. I'm reaching for the sky because yeah. as the sun comes up here in Phoenix, the suns are rising. Because all I can tell you is. They got Kevin Durant, and they got Devin Booker, so, and they got DeAndre Ayton, and they got CP3. That's all you need to know. So if they don't win, basketball is a one-player sport. So in the if end. they don't win the title this year, is this a major, major disappointment? I, I would give them one more year. The window would be open one more time around, but that would be it. So, so again, this new owner, Matt Ishbia, age 43, said, "I'm all in to try to win this year or next year, and then it will be over." Because Chris is he's going to turn 38 here in a couple of months. So, okay, I, I got it. So if he don't get it this year, he's going he to get a little better at 39. Huh? No, he will not. <laughs> you, you know it and I know it. But you, do you like their chance? Oh, and by the way, I forgot about another player. T.J. Warren, I've always, I've, I've been telling you. T.J. Warren, hey, wait a second. You want to talk about a bucket? Yeah. Hey, you, you want to talk about, about a guy who can get you 30 on any given night? Have you, you want to talk about a guy that's injured? Jets? Okay, he got thrown into the deal, I guess, for cap purposes. But but he's a Phoenix son. He came with Kevin. I know. That should be illegal. Skip. Seriously. He, he, Skip, the guy, you got to realize, he's just coming back from playing in the bubble. He missed damn near two years. He did, but have you been watching? I've been watching him every night. He'll get in and play 15 minutes and score 15 points because that's who he is. And he'll get in sometime and score okay. three points. That's right. who he is. So maybe you have to, maybe you have to but, just outscore people. But, you have a chance. You better believe you do. But I'm just trying to figure out how you, all of a sudden you've become so hell-bent on believing in Chris Paul, who's about to be 38 years of age. The last I checked, only wine and cheese gets better with yeah. age. Okay. <laughs> do you remember... Do you remember what Chris Paul did to my Clippers one night in a closeout game six at what used to be called Staples? Do yes. you remember what he did in the third quarter and the fourth quarter? Yes. I've never seen anything yes. like it before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he shot them out of their own building. I also he remember, shot them right down into the basement. I also remember what he did in games five, yeah. six. Yeah. I mean, six and in, seven in the against Mavericks. Against the Mavericks oh, last against year. the Mavericks last year. Okay, but, but they got there and they were in position. If Book doesn't pull his hamstring, they're going to win that championship, right? No, Book played well. Remember, Book came no, back and dropped he, had, he pulled his hamstring after game two. He pulled his hamstring. He dropped four. What was that, game five? Yeah, but he oh. was limping all through game three, and then all of a sudden the, the roles reversed, and all of a sudden they lost all their momentum. They couldn't do anything with Giannis. Yeah. That was that, okay. had the most to do with okay. it. Okay. Well, I, I like this team over Giannis' team. Come on. Who Kevin are, Durant? Do, did you not just tell me what Giannis did to DeAndre Ayton? You realize Kevin Durant is having a career year. He's averaging 37 and 5. Five assists. Dude, 37 and 5. I mean, come on. I don't even want to look at Giannis' number. Yeah. They're like 32, 14, and 6. Okay. That career? Okay. And does he have – who else is on that team? Chris oh, Middleton. Yeah. Holiday. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. And, okay. and I'll give you they're a little better defensive team, but they're not a better offensive team. Yeah, oh, y'all going to score. Yeah. But y'all ain't going to stop well, anybody. I'm a y'all now. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm like, you're I'm the one that hype. I just say what I see. I just say what I see. You hype. That's your team. So now you the Phoenix Suns, huh? The, well, they, they, they got. I, 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 I never Suns. even liked them. I've never even cared for the Phoenix Suns, but you know what I think of Kevin Durant? And he's he's 34. I'd say he's got two years of prime left. I'm talking about big-time prime. I hear the old saying, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. So yeah. I guess in Phoenix, do as the Phoenicians do. It was you're just, a Phoenix Suns now. I, I, again, did, did I 
pull off this track. I didn't have anything to do with that. I just looked at my computer in the middle of the night and said, the Phoenix Suns just won the championship. Well, Ash sent me a text in the middle of the night. I'm like, this better be good. Yeah. (laughs) You wake up. I, my phone going, I'm waking up with a text give and yeah. like Kevin Durant got traded. Yeah, and you, you know who I, I, I hated it for in the middle of the night? After all the news, which we're about to talk about here, about what the Lakers did to get better, yeah. it's this and this and right. this. The main thing was addition by subtraction. They got rid of Russ, okay? And poor LeBron James, now he has to look up in the standings and say, wait a second, Dallas got Kyrie and Phoenix got Kevin Durant? <laughs> we got and it's D-Lo. like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? We got, we got D'Angelo Russell. You got D'Angelo Russell? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We didn't get the major. We got a nice parting gift, but it'll, it'll, it'll suffice. Yeah. So let's talk about those Lakers. Indeed, that? indeed. Guys, the Suns in fifth in the Western Conference right now at 29 and 26. See how much damage they can do on the back third of the season after the All-Star break. All right, coming up here on Undisputed, let's discuss those Lakers. The Lakers also become serious title threats with their trade. You know who thinks they did. And it's Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts more valuable to their team. We've got so much more Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. We've got to talk about one more big development in the association. The Lakers reportedly finalizing a three-team trade. That's going to send Russell Westbrook to the Jazz and acquire D'Angelo Russell from the T-Wolves. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt would also go to L.A., while the Timberwolves would receive Mike Conley and draft picks. A lot of moving parts in this one. Shannon, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but did the Lakers just become title contenders? No, but LeBron and myself, we're kicking ourselves because we could have waited a year, not gotten Russ, saved those guys, had those four picks, traded those to Brooklyn, gotten Kevin Durant, and now LeBron, KD, and AD. Now we're we're, uh, uh, title contenders for real. But we did upgrade our shooting. We got uh, D'Angelo Russell. 
very good three-point shooter. We got Malik Beasley, a very good three-point shooter. So when you think about that, Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell averaged more made threes than Russ, Pat Bell, Schroeder, Reeves, and Christie combined. Yep. And they're both top 15 in three-pointers yep. three point, three made. So now that provides more spacing on the floor. LeBron James can get downhill. AD can operate a little bit more one-on-one. So I like the addition. Does this make them title contenders? I don't think so. Now, now if we're able to somehow prod Bogey out of Detroit, Bogdanovich, now we have a, a, a legit, true knockdown shooter. I think that put, puts us in the running because I think healthy in a seven-game series, we can beat anybody, mm. Phoenix, Denver, Clippers, anybody you want to throw at us. If we get Bogey, we in the money. Okay. That would require Jeannie Buss saying, okay, LeBron, I'm going to give you both of the picks that I'm saving for 27 and 29 because she just said, I'll give you the 27 pick because that just went for this right. trade, and right? It's slightly protected. And, and it's slightly, it's top four protected. Right. But, but it's still, That's okay. it's a pretty valuable pick, okay. I would have to say. Yeah. It required giving up that pick to get out from under Russell Westbrook yeah. because Utah said, okay, we'll take him. And I assume they're going to try to buy him out. I, I, you're going to have to pay the whole thing because he's not going to take no, he ain't taking, no, 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 he ain't taking 80, right? 90 cents. No, he's won't. Okay. He will not. But somebody, you finally found somebody who said, okay, we'll take him off your hands. Okay. And yet, uh, it, will she give up the rest of her future, the 29 first round pick, which is completely unprotected for Bogdanovich in Detroit? W- would you really do that? Because I, she's looking at LeBron like, you're not going to be here. I'm the one left holding this bag, which is empty in, right. in 27 and 29. <laughs> True, right? but I think the, the, this is the only what – uh, what are your choices? What other options do you have? You got LeBron, let's just say for the sake of argument, he's going to play at the level he's currently playing at for another two years. You have AD under contract for another two years. So what options do you have? Skip, you're in L.A. L.A. doesn't like losing. Even if LeBron breaks this record, look, you, I'm in those streets, you're in those streets. You know what you're hearing. They're very disappointed with the way the Lakers have played the last several years. I don't believe you can go another several years, Skip, and be mediocre. They're not even mediocre. They're below average right now. And I don't believe you can, you can sustain that in L.A. You've got to do it. They have no other choice. Okay. I'm going to see your glass as half full. I do give you a shot at making a run at winning the West because I have that much respect left for a LeBron James who's not having, as yet, that much impact on the one-loss record, on the, the actual scoreboard. Correct. But I still say the cloud that hung over your team that featured LeBron and AD and, and a decent supporting cast right. to me who all had their moments, the cloud was Russell West Brick. And I'm going to go West Brick <laughs> because he, he just was. And I've never seen anything like the negative impact that he had on on LeBron because LeBron's got the highest IQ in basketball, and I think it tore his competitive, high IQ soul out every night having to to watch the turnovers created by that man Westbrook yeah. because we we do blooper rules uh, reels every day on the show because they were comically sad right. they, they were so bad that I I kept telling you. Church league players that get yanked out of the game. Some 14-year-old get yanked out of the game for those kind of turnovers. Well, well watching what he does, watching the way he turns the ball over in person, television doesn't do it justice. It doesn't. Because yeah. he's, looking, he's looking at LeBron like this and throw the ball. I'm like, hey, hold over there. What are you doing? What? That's exactly what I, and everybody's I mean, like, what is, why would he do that? It was so bad. I'm thinking, are you trying to sabotage his night? Are you, yeah. you trying to, uh, to upstage him and not let him break the record tonight? And, and, during, and, and funny that you mentioned that. And it's starting to get out on the internet, Skip. 
and they had like six guys on the court for like a minute. And they tried to sub Russ out, yeah, but Russ was, didn't want to come out. Else. And he took his time getting off the court. And, and, and D. Ham looked at him, but they, they said they had tense words at the half. They did? Okay. I wonder if that sped up the process sure. of Russ being moved because now all of a sudden, bro, you be, I, I give you credit. You swallowed a lot of your pride. You started coming off the bench and you were playing well. But at the end of the day, when I sub you out, don't linger on. Get your butt off the court and come sit down. Well, even when they were playing and lost at Jen's team on what was it, Saturday yes. night, right? After the game, Russ was asked, where were you in the fourth quarter? Well, you know, I, I go up and I ride the bike up in the tunnel. You ride the bike in the fourth quarter? What if Darvin says, get in the game? Wait, Russ is, I, I, oh, where is Russ? Right. Oh, he's up on the bike. He didn't want to go in the game because he was mad that he didn't start the fourth quarter. Right. So he goes and pouts and sulks up on the bike. My point is, he's constantly a problem for Darvin Ham. I, I think Darvin Ham's the most relieved human on earth today. I don't have to deal with the Westbrook problem on a daily, nightly right. basis because he, he sees himself as the walking triple-double Russell Westbrook. Right. And, and he can't get it through his head that in – in per 36 minutes in turnovers, he, he was running away with the lead right. in the league. So he is the biggest turnover machine in the NBA, and he was the dead last three-point shooter in the NBA until the other night. And out of the blue, he makes four <laughs> in the game because he was the only one who wasn't watching LeBron. He was just playing his solo style of basketball, right? Right. right. Okay? But he's still sub-30%. I think he's second now from the bottom in three-point shooting. My point is you, you can't live with – Leading the league in turnovers, worst three-point shooter. It, it's such a, 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 a terrible combination, this double <laughs> jeopardy, that, that I think it was eating LeBron up. I think it was destroying the basketball team. And the rookie head coach was having nothing but problems. So I think now that the, the heavens have opened for the Lakers, I keep looking at LeBron playing at the highest level, obviously, any you know, 20-year player, any 38-year-old has ever played at. A.D., when he's right, and he wasn't right the other night because I think he was spectating LeBron, yeah. but if he locks in, it's almost like a DeAndre Ayton problem, although he's better than DeAndre <laughs> at both ends of the floor. But when he gets right, he gets top five player right. right. Okay, so you got those two, and all these pieces, I like all of them. They're, they're not yeah. like life changers. Right. They're, they're not going to change your world. But D'Angelo Russell, what, what is he? He is a scorer. He's not a lead guard. He's not a point guard. He can distribute okay, but he, he's also more of a follower than a leader. So he can't lead a basketball team because he got drafted second overall right. to lead the Lakers. And then there was the incident with, right. with Nick Young that we, we don't even need to get. Everybody remembers what happened. And Magic Johnson said, that is enough. Yeah. You are out of here. Right. You just violated the the. Code, the ultimate code. code <laughs> yeah. Like the code code, yeah. like you said, right? Yes. You cannot do that. You are gone. And he bounces around. He ends up in Minnesota. But I'm looking at his numbers that he put up in Minnesota. They're very good. He'd average 18, 18, 16. He, he, yeah. he, he can get you 18 a right. game. And he, he can score the basketball as the off guard playing off LeBron. Right. And he doesn't have a huge ego because he, he doesn't have huge self-confidence to me. Right. He's, he's not like a Russell Westbrook who, who just drips arrogance like he sweats, you know? Well, like, yeah. you know, well I think the, yeah. thing is, <clears throat> the thing is with Russ, Russ still sees himself as that MVP he player. He, he does. He, Russ yeah. is that aging, per, the aging guy that, you know, he used to be really cool, had the yeah. nice hair. Had a nice car, I and so agree. now he's in his 70s. He goes and buy a Porsche to try to remind himself <laughs> of what he used I, to be. I agree. So I Russ agree. still plays the same type of basketball that he did when he won the MVP, yep. although that's not needed. 
So that's the question. Wherever Russ goes, how does he does he see himself like, man, I still need to average your triple double. I still need to give you 30 points, 10 rebounds. Or does he say, but I, I, I want to commend Russ because it took a lot for him to come off the bench. That says a lot about him that he was willing to sacrifice for the betterment Although of the team. Although Darvin convinced him you can win another award. You can be sixth man of the year. Well, I think, I think Darwin convinced him you could either come off the bench or you can come off your couch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are your two options. Now, we go, you're going to get paid either way, but one of them makes you look really bad. And the other says that Russell Westbrook is a, is a team guy okay. because that did more. You know, him coming off the bench did more for Russ, and he doesn't know it, than anything that he's ever done because everybody said he was a solo act. It was all about him. Him being able to come off the bench yeah. let everybody know that he was willing to sacrifice him for the team. Okay, and if in a vacuum, I look at the numbers, 18, six rebounds, eight assists coming off the bench. Yeah. I say, give me some of that, yes. right? Yes. I don't want any of it. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't want any of it. Well, no, I'm serious. Man, you tell me, give you some, and tell me how you don't want none. Okay, because it comes with the Russell Westbrook package, yeah. and, and it's a hard package to live with. Yeah. It, it's hard on your basketball team in general because, to your point, he looks in the mirror and says, it's the MVP. Yeah. I'm the MVP. Yeah. Don't, don't you guys, you understand, I'm yeah. the MVP. Skip, look, the, number, the numbers are going to be there, but you just know they're going to come with some, like, Russ, how do, you miss a, how do you miss two layups a game where you shoot the ball clear over the rim? How do you turn the ball? How do you look directly at the man that you want to throw the ball to and throw it completely out of bounds? I don't know. But and, you have to accept and, that and, that's and, who and, he we, is. We both agreed last year. This is the worst pair of hands oh, on a yeah, point no guard you've ever seen, no, yeah, ever. Yeah. He, he, he can't hold on to the basketball. Right. And yet, four out of five years, he averaged triple doubles triple double. because he just played harder, especially in the offensive end, than anybody but else But something did. has to skip. Think about it. He signed that five-year deal in OKC in 2017. Yep. This is his fifth team in five years. It is. Five Should, and five. That has to tell you something. If I don't care what I, whatever you do, if you have five jobs in five years, there's something going on with you. Ain't nobody. Man, you know what? I, I had to leave that place. They get on my nerves. Okay. That wasn't for me. Agreed. Which is why there's no way Utah wants him to play basketball in Utah. I think they just that they want to wipe the salary off their books. They will buy him out, I assume. And if he does get bought, bought out, do you think there's any contender who will jump on sign Clippers. Russell Westbrook? What about the Clippers? Are you kidding? The Clippers. They don't need anything. <laughs> they need something, but they don't need that. Okay? I think no contender wants him. And then the ultimate question is, if no contender wants him now through the offseason, does anybody want to sign Russell Westbrook going forward? I have my doubts about that. But here's the thing, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign him, but what am I have to pay to get him? I don't have to give him like, $41 million. I, I give him I mean, a couple of million dollars? Yes, like okay, whatever yeah. the veteran minimum yeah. is. Seriously. Yeah, okay. I, I just don't know. I, just I mean, don't Orlando, know. I mean, can Maybe. he come in and, and teach the young guys something? Well, can he teach? I, I don't think he wants to teach anybody anything. He wants to just make triple doubles, right? Well, he don't own a team, so he yeah. just can't go. He can't play okay. for his own team. All right. I think somebody give him an opportunity, Skip. Like I said, I was impressed that he was able to swallow his pride and show that he is a team-first guy because prior to that, I thought he was all about himself. It takes a very special person to be an MVP, to be an all-star, to be an all-NBA player, and says, you know what? The best thing for me on this team is to come off the bench. Well, and he to your said, point, though, I think he had no other choice. Yeah, I, I totally okay. agree. All right. So 
You also add Malik Beasley. And I don't know how much people follow Malik Beasley, but he is one of the best three-point shooters yeah. in this league. If you look at the last two years, he has made the third most threes in the whole league. Really? Yeah. But that's what we got? The whole league behind. Oh, I mean, to change my assessment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Behind. But. But here, I'll tell you what. Steph and, and Buddy Heald yeah. at the top. Okay, yeah. so it goes Steph, Buddy Heald, and then Malik Beasley is third on that list right. over the last two seasons. Ooh. Okay? And you go look at him in Minnesota. He made 44% two years ago, then 39%. He's a, he's a 40%. Or this Watch year. when he get with LeBron what he does. I remember Joe Harris. You remember Joe Harris was in Cleveland? Do I? He played with LeBron. He couldn't throw. He shot like me. Yeah. He, he lead LeBron. He win the three-point contest. He did. Look at Mike Muscala. When they signed him for the Lakers, they had him on the Lakers, he making 27%. You see him Tuesday night, he couldn't miss. I don't know what it is. Maybe the basket gets a little smaller when a guy plays with LeBron, but they can't okay. put it in it. Okay, but Malik Beasley was the 19th overall pick, so, so he, he has some self-confidence level like I, I was a first-round yeah. pick. I think he'll be able to stand up to the heat of playing alongside LeBron, catching and shooting three-point shots. Well, if I'm, if I'm Scottie Pippen Jr., I want to trade. Okay. Malik Beasley coming on my team, I got to go. Okay. I will fight it. Because? You know why. Oh, oh, you're yeah. going off the court. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant for a, a, no. a spot in the rotation. No, off the court, on the court, whatever the court okay. is. Okay, I got uh, We'll go to a court, right. but he, I got to go. I want a divorce. Fair enough. <laughs> By the way, Scottie Pippen Jr. can play, and I'm surprised he hasn't gotten any minutes. The problem is they got too many Scottie Pippen Juniors on that roster because it's Schroeder and it's. I can't play. I just can't play for the Lakers no more. Okay. All right. Well, that could I be an out. issue. Could be an issue. All right. We'll see how that goes. Maybe he. What you be how it go? Well, how it sorts out. Man, you think I'm? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this man. He walking in. I wish I might play one one minute with him. Okay. Well, obviously he's. He hasn't been in. He hadn't. I haven't seen him play basketball in what two months now. Yeah. Right. He hadn't been in even in the rotation. I so mean, nothing to worry about. Court Moss has yeah. requested a trade. Yeah. Why not? Scotty okay. Pippen Jr. Okay. All right. You got it. And then you added Jared, who has a great last name, Vanderbilt. By the way, yeah. Scotty Pippen went to Vanderbilt also. Yes. But Jared Vanderbilt is a, a high-level banger defender. Yeah. So you needed that we needed kind that. of toughness. Yes. So way to go. So you got three nice new pieces. But the main thing is. There's no more cloud hanging over your franchise. No more Russ. LeBron wanted Russ. AD wanted Russ. And Jeannie said, I will get you out from under Russ. I will give up my 27 first-round pick to, to right the wrong that you guys created. Skip. Right? Everybody, Skip, I think all of our audience have all been in situations where we wanted said individuals. Get said individuals, and we didn't want said individuals anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. Am I correct? That happened. If I had her, if I had him, what the hell was I thinking getting yep. him or her? And that's what they got with Russ. Ooh, man, Russ, triple-double. Yep. He's going to play hard every night. Give him credit, Skip. He does play hard every night. But, but he, he plays hard for himself. <laughs> no, he does. Seriously. Be careful what you ask for, gentlemen. Be careful. Moral Be very story. careful. And, you know, the interesting thing about the West, it's so tightly bunched. Ooh. Anybody could really yeah. go on a run here in the last third of the season I and find themselves in nice playoff position. My Pelicans. All right. <laughs> let's turn to this Super Bowl matchup we have coming up, guys. 
Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts both not only led their team here to Phoenix, both also top two MVP candidates this season, including the playoffs. Both teams are 16-3. and three. Both offenses have scored 546 points, and both teams were the top seed in their respective conferences. A lot of interesting little matchups there. Yeah. Shannon, who to you is more valuable, Jalen or Patrick? I don't believe either, either team would be here without said quarterback, but there's no question in my mind Patrick Mahomes is more better. It's better, not more better. It's better, it's more valuable than, than Jalen Hurts. And that's not to take anything away from Jalen Hurts because I think he's turned himself, as you mentioned, Jen, into an MVP candidate. But Patrick Mahomes, Gil, I mean, the, what he's able to do and what he's asked to do with less. Now, you look at what they gave Jalen Hurts. They gave him more. They extracted from uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. And he still went out and had an MVP season. You say, well, he has Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he threw 13, 1,400 yards to Travis Kelsey, but he threw another 3,700 to guys like Juju, Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, mm-hmm. and Sky Moore, mm-hmm. and guys of that nature. And you're like, how? And he said, I'm not going to change. It's just going to look a lot different. And he's still Patrick Mahomes. There's no question in my mind, Skip. He's the best player in the league. Therefore, he's more valuable than Jalen Hurts. Not to say Jalen Hurts doesn't have value, but he's more valuable, and he can just do more things. He's asked to do more things because he doesn't have the surrounding cast around him like a Jalen Hurts. So for me, I don't – you really ask me this? <laughs> With a straight face, you did that, didn't you? Man, stop playing. Everybody know. Everybody know. Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> I think I'm hearing a whole lot of Jalen Hurts. No, even the guy with the Eagles jersey don't say Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) I heard it. It is now my turn. Okay. I hear all you say about Patrick Mahomes. If you want globetrotter highlights, if you want between the legs, behind the back, no look, left-handed, all those things, if you want inhuman highlights, I give you Patrick Mahomes. If, If you want bodacious stats. If, if you want Star Wars stats, I give you Patrick Mahomes. If I want the better football player, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I believe Jalen Hurts will beat Patrick Mahomes head to head. I'm not, I'm not drinking anything. You gotta be in that cup. You yeah. just said that out loud. I, I've been wondering what's in your cup today is what I've been wondering. I first guessed Jalen Hurts. You did? I told you, or I told Twitter, the day he was drafted, the moment he was drafted, Philly just changed his life. You liked Carson Wentz. You didn't love him, but you liked him. Mm -hmm. He is everything that Jalen is not because there's no leadership factor in Carson Wentz. He was combine perfect. He was bubble perfect, where if you just put him in a vacuum, Carson Wentz, he's 6'5", 240 with a Mahomes-style arm, you know, that kind of a big cannon. He can move. He's he, Carson's pretty athletic right. for his size. Right. I give you. So he's got that Josh Allen thing going. Mm-hmm. In the end, can you make a play when it has to get made? Can you lead a football team the way you led your football teams, the way Ray Lewis led his? These are different positions. Your position is different than quarterback. Right. But Jalen Hurts is you and Ray Lewis all wrapped into a quarterback who's going to beat you multiple ways during a football game when it's time to beat you. He has as great a football back 
backbone that, that, that I've ever seen because he was raised by a father who was his high school football coach, and he was raised the right way. He's tough. He's physical. And under fire, he is at his very best. That team will run through locker room brick walls for him because he immediately took over and changed the culture in Philadelphia because he led them in the weight room. He leads them in, on the practice field. He leads them on the sideline. He leads them in the locker room. He leads them in the huddle. And when it's time to make a play, he'll make it with his arm or his legs. And, and you conceded, man, you want to talk about improved. He should yeah. win most improved player right. because he went from you had great he doubts about He should be the comeback player of the year. Yeah, right. Whatever that thing is. You had big doubts about his ability to win from the pocket, yes. throwing the football. Yes. And this past offseason, he came out to yeah, L.A., saw my friend Tom House, taught Brady, taught Breeze, taught all of all mm -hmm. the best ones. And he said, Jalen, I can fix you, but you're going to have to work hard on it. And Jalen committed heart and soul to, to purifying his throwing motion. Right. And now it's effortless, and it's hard to do because under fire, as you always point out, usually just revert yep. to all your problems, all your weaknesses. See Tim Tebow. When, 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 uh, Tim Tebow came out and worked for a whole offseason with Tom House, mm -hmm. and yet when he got back in a game, he's just going to throw it over here like he used to throw right. it, right? Right. Jalen Hurts threw pure footballs, and again, you made a great – they went and got him, A.J., who was not only – a very good receiver. I'm not saying he's all-time great, but he's very good. Yeah. But he's also one of Jalen's closest friends, friend, if not his best friend. Correct. Well, that helps because you already have a wavelength to that receiver. And the other receiver just won the Heisman Trophy, and he's, he's pretty he's great. Pretty good, yeah. You know? And so you've, you've got a one-two. You don't have Kelsey, but Dallas Goddard's he's a middle he's of the than, pack. He's he, more than he's, serviceable. Yeah, he's serviceable. Okay, more than. Yeah, I don't even want to call him. He, he's, he's, he's pretty good. good. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I give you that. But that rushing attack, you got two backs who are who are pretty good, but they're not they're not Pro Bowl caliber. I know Miles uh, made the Pro Bowl, but he, these are not all time great right. backs. But if you put Jalen in there with a little magician, a little sleight of hand handling the football, right? All of a sudden, you got the number one rushing attack right. in pro football because it's driven by Jalen. But Skip, if you just look at Mahomes' body of work, you look at the game-winning drives in the regular season and postseason. How many game-winning drives has Patrick Mahomes okay. put together? Right. Not <clears throat> fourth quarter, OT, the game that he had last year against Buffalo, both of the games this year against the Chargers. We've seen it over and over again that it doesn't matter how many points. And you go into the game knowing. Teams go against go uh, go for it on fourth down more against the Chiefs than any other team. You know yep. why? Yep. Because that guy that's I on the sideline, that one five, yep. you know what you're up against. Okay. And so you know kicking field goals is not gonna beat them. Okay. He puts so much pressure on your quarterback because your quarterback knows I've got to somehow try to match this guy because okay. I know what he's capable of doing. Okay. So with that being said, Skip, and you said his leg, yep. no, he's not Jalen Hurts. But yep. the biggest play of the game against the Cincinnati Bengals, what did he do? He took off. He got the first down, and he got hit out of bounds. That was because of his legs, not because of his arms. And now they're here, third time in five years. Let's just think in. He's 27 years of age, and this is his third Super Bowl okay. in five years. Okay. I showed you yesterday on the show the lowlights of his career. Yeah. And you can say I'm cherry-picking lowlights, but you only he, show three. He, was, he was lucky. He showed three lowlights in five years. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. I showed you the Super Bowl that he won. Oh, you, you, hold on, hold on. Was what, was the last thing I, what was the last thing out of his mouth, y'all? Yeah. One. Yeah, one.
it, it was actually the Super Bowl that Jimmy G gagged. No, That's no, what no, it no was. Jimmy G. Yeah, he gagged. Jimmy Gag gagged the Super Bowl. They're in command. It's 20 to 10 San Francisco. And your guy, late third quarter, throws a horrendous interception. Mm -hmm. And it's still 20 to 10 early in the fourth quarter. And your guy throws another, yeah. close your eyes, interception. And then it's third and what was it? 20, third and 20? Like third and yeah. 15. Third and 15 at the 20? Yeah. And he closes his eyes and throws it up into the left flat. And Tyreek says, oh, I see a football. I've got to run back and catch it. I'll call a fair catch and catch Did he catch spot, it? Right? Did he catch throw it? Did he catch it? He, he did. And it turned the game around because it ended up going for 44 yards mm -hmm. because the DB couldn't find a football that was thrown up for grabs. Lucky, lucky, lucky. And Jimmy G in the fourth quarter goes 3 of 11 for a grand total of 36 yards, an interception, and misses Emmanuel Sanders wide open running at the goal line, or we're having a different conversation. But I think the thing is, Skip, Look, I think Jalen Hurts surprised a lot of people with his season that he had. Yeah. But nobody thought Patrick Mahomes was going to play this well I, after I, losing I Tyreek. I, I give him that. But listen, Jalen Hurts, did, did, did you see what he did? to? Uh, I, again, it was Cooper Rush and my Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Cooper Rush had scored 17 unanswered on that defense. And all of a sudden, you look up early fourth quarter. It's 20 to 17. It's at Philly. And Philly's got the ball. And what did Jalen Hurts do? Go look it up. Third and five, third and four, third and five. Jalen goes legs, legs, legs. Converts all three of them in a row. And then he goes arm, arm, touchdown, game over. Right. Okay? I'm just telling you, play making. Key play, key moment. I'll take Jalen Hurts. He's a football player playing quarterback. Did you? But you remember, uh, was it a Saturday game? Was it a Saturday game when the Eagles played the Cowboys? Was that a Saturday? That was yeah, a Saturday was game. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Do you believe Chad Henney and the Chiefs offense as currently constructed could go get 34 points. Uh, against, because, because that's that's what uh, 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 the Eagles offense did without Jalen Hurts. I know, but... Gardner Minshew went got went four turnovers. He got 34. Okay. Do you believe if Kansas City turns the ball over uh, four times, they can score 34 points without Mahomes? I don't know. Any given Sunday has been pretty great for them. Well, he must be on well, a lot saved, of... saved you this time, right? He had a, against Jacksonville. Jacksonville. He had a big-time drive. Yep. But Mahomes came in on one leg with a kickstand and did the rest of the work. <laughs> And did it to Joe Burrow. Remember how you was bragging about Joe Burrow? Bragging about him? He's bragging. the best quarterback in football. What do you mean bragging about him? I don't have to brag about him. She's shaking her head. She's like, I don't know. He's drinking something. She's like, he's drinking something. No, he's not. Are we talking? I, don't, I can't see on my shoulder. Are we talking about a Kansas City fan? No, you don't care. She's actually a Cowboys no. fan. She's got on a Cowboys, Cowboys hat. Yeah, she's like, he's drinking something, Shannon. Well, wait a second. Then that means Dak Prescott's the best quarterback. No, no, that's easy. <laughs> Chief, I ain't going to even go that far. <laughs> okay. But, no, no, I, I'm taking my home, boys. His, his resume is, is impeccable. Mm. It's after not just, impeccable. Is it? After five uh, years? Yeah, after what he did against Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game a year ago. No, 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 we, no They no. won the toss in overtime, and he nearly throws I was a pick 50, six and then throws an interception? I was 53 really? a year ago. Okay. <laughs> what I got to do it right now? Did you see what he did two weeks ago to Joe Burrow? Wait, Joe Burrow is now three and one against Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, huh. and, and what happened? Huh? When it matters, like you say, when he shoved all the chips, you know, he he shoved all the chips to the middle of the yep. table. Okay, and Pat Mahomes raked them back in. Hey, <laughs> that was Pat Mahomes. He raked he all the chips. Did not. They got they got raked back in by Joe Burrow's tight end who dropped the ball in the end zone and by the best receiver in football, Jamar Chase, who let a throw hit him right in the face mask. What, what about that? What about that? Those, those, those interceptions that yeah. Joe Burrow threw. Yeah.
He threw a bad, one bad one. No, he threw two it. bad ones. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes lost two games this year with game-ending interceptions. Are you sure, Shannon? I don't Are know. Are you sure? I don't know how Patrick Mahomes lost two games and ended uh, up in the Super Bowl. How is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If, if Jalen Hurts had stayed healthy all year, they could have gone undefeated. Stop it. Seriously. Hold on. Do you remember the one game they lost? That, was that Monday night? Was that Jalen's fault? Hold on. You came in the next day and said it wasn't Jalen's fault. But he played, so okay. they lost. Okay, so but he did if, everything in his power to win that game, right? But he, but he well, didn't his power. Okay. But they had a enough. chance to win every game with Jalen Hurts. And Mahomes didn't? Yeah. He had a chance to win every game. Well, he lost it to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, way to go. Congratulations. That, that was to fool you, so yeah. you jump off the bandwagon. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. That's what that was. A little trickery. Yep, got it. We will see who triumphs on Sunday, and that'll go a long way for either one of these young quarterbacks' legacy. All right, guys, we've got some special guests this morning. Coming up, help us welcome in Chargers running back Austin Eckler. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Joining us now, a very special guest. We're excited to welcome in Chargers running back Austin Eckler. You're doing so many cool things on and off the field. You were the founder of a new engagement app called, uh, help me with this, Experience. Experience. And this is custom-tailored experiences that allow fans to interact with their favorite athletes and celebrities. Experience available on iPhone and Android at experience.net. Very cool. Skip, I know you have some questions you wanted to jump right in. I don't have a question. I have a declaration for Ah, this. I I want you to know that I'm already picking your 
team to win next year's AFC and be in this this bowl. Yes, I did. Because you now have my ex-coordinator, Kellen Moore, who should still be my Cowboy coordinator, but got dumped in favor of Mike McCarthy calling plays, which is going to be a disaster. But that's just me. You, you got a guy who put Dak Prescott again and again and again into positions to win a lot of football games that, unfortunately, Dak wasn't able to close those deals. But the point is... Congratulations. I don't know if you've had a brief ch- chat with Kellen Moore yeah. or had a chance yeah. to meet him. Uh, he, he will help change your life. I don't think you're going to blow a 27 to nothing lead in a playoff game next year with some help yeah, from not. above. <laughs> Never ever, you know? um, so, yeah, no, we uh, had a brief conversation a few days after he got hired. Um, you know, obviously saw what he did with, with Dallas. And so, yeah, we're excited to have him over and excited for the opportunity. He is really good at what he does, and he will put you in even better positions to do what you do so well. Absolutely. To piggyback up what Skip said, you had that you get off to the great start in Jacksonville. It's your first playoff game in a while, and you guys are playing so well on the road. You get up 27 nothing. What's going through your mind when you're up 27 nothing? And as you feel the momentum start to shift, did yeah. you think you could get it back? Right, right. We're up 27 nothing. We're up there like, oh, we're smacking these dudes, man. Uh, yeah, like, let's go. go. Like, let's go. Let's, let's about to be a wrap. Right. You know? Um, and, you know, we're going into, going into halftime, right, coming out of it. They got a touchdown there before the half, right, 7 to 27. We're, we're good. We're going to come out. We get the ball. Let's come out with some energy, right? We came out energetic. Um, and then we had a couple bad plays. And it started, that was the first dominoes, right, falling over. Right. And it was like, okay, like we still got some ground. We still got some time that we can hold on to. And for whatever reason, the dominoes just kept falling and getting bigger and bigger. And we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't hold them. We're like, guy, we're looking around like, like what's going on? Coming together like, hey, like, we got we to step it up. You know how it is to get yeah. on the sideline. Um, and so for whatever reason, we weren't able to get that done. And it was just the whole landslide the other way um, the second half. And, yeah, something I've never been a part of. And uh, hopefully Nick, never, uh, never, ever again. <laughs> I'm looking at your stats. 13 touchdowns, tied for second amongst running backs, 915 yards, uh, 17, almost four and a half yards per carry. Do you feel <clears throat> you can be a bell cow running back even with your size? Because you see a lot of teams, unless you got a Derrick Henry, they rely on multiple running backs. Do you feel you can be a bell cow running back with your size? So for me, I mean, it's been a, it's been a climb, right, where, you know, I came from this small school, right? right. You know, I had everything to prove, still kind of do to myself, right, where it's like, let's see how far I can go. I don't know how far I can go. I wasn't, I wasn't even supposed to be here compared right. to the odds, right? I wasn't undrafted, all that. And so for me, it's like, how, let's continue to prove myself. Let's continue to build on my role. And I feel like I've been doing that. And at this point, you know, I, I think I have 311 touches last year, right? So I feel like I was in that type of bell cow running right. back role. Um, it wasn't always handing me the ball, right? right? But I'm, I'm, they're throwing it to me, right? I had 107 catches, which was crazy. Never, right. you know, pictured that happening. And so, yeah, I absolutely feel like I'm in a spot where I, could, I can carry that, that load. Can I, let me ask you one more thing. Yes, sir. I'm looking at your guys, you, yourself, and Keenan Allen, and Mike William, <clears throat> Gerald Everett, your quarterback. Bruh, how, why, why the up and down play offensively? Uh, you tell me. You tell me why. You, you find that, and then the, guess what? We'll, we'll be playing in that game. You know? And so that's that's the chemistry. That's why we, we probably got rid of Joe, and then we bring in Kellen. Right? right. We're trying to find that chemistry that right. helps. Right? It's not that Joe was a bad coordinator. It's like it, just the mesh wasn't there. Right? right. And so we had too too much up and down, too much inconsistency, which in this league, right, is going to get you beat, um, as we as we saw. And so really, we're trying to find what meshes with us. Right. As far as our style of offense, who we have, and yeah, you know, there's the switch up, you know, 
expectations sometimes are missed, right? People are playing better, player and worse. And so it's the shuffle. It's the shuffle every single year. But we got to find something that's consistent for us because we know who we have in our, our division. So every time I turn on a Charger game, you just pop off my screen because I don't see any human running with the football who runs any harder with the football or run after catch than you do. So as you point out, undrafted, uh, you grew up in Colorado, right? You went to Western Colorado. Correct. Did, did you watch him play when he was uh, at Denver Broncos? I didn't, I didn't watch the NFL until like my junior year of college. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so you, you come from like literally nowhere. Yes. And nobody gives you much of a shot. And all of a sudden you turn yourself into one of the best backs in football by, by simply playing harder than anybody else plays. That's how I see it. What burns inside to make you do that? I, again, Shannon was a seventh-round pick, but this is, this is even off the charts right. coming from nowhere right. like you did. And what I love is the same thing that burns inside me today is the same thing that was back when I was a rookie, when I had everything to prove. I was yeah. six-string coming in undrafted, right? I was the only rookie that year. And for me, it was like this is an opportunity not only to, to set myself up, but to change my lifestyle for my family, for my Absolutely. future, for everything. And the direction that I was going wasn't necessarily that. It was going to be the longer route as far as where I was going with my education. And so I was like, this is something that is once in a lifetime. And I'm going to treat it like that. And so what I did, I dropped out of my last school, uh, last semester of college, and I'm like, I'm going all in. I'm putting everything into this, everything. I, I went to train. I, I just went and focused solely on football, got to camp, solely focused on just making the team, making an impact in any type of way it could, which for me was scout team, special teams at the time. There's not many, you know, six, six strings getting, <laughs> getting reps out there, you know, so you know how it is, right. right? And so it was for me, it was on special teams. And then, you know, that same mentality has stuck with me the entire way, just trying to build and trying to actually just make some type of impact in my role that I have. And I've been able to build it up to what you see today, and it still burns within me. Every single year I have the rookies come in. I'm like, try to take my spot. Like, you, you need to try to take my spot because I'm not, you, you're not going to get my spot. Like, you're not going to try harder than me because I'm going to be out here because I, I know where I've come from and I know what I've had to do to get to here, right? And so I need, I need them to have that fire too Absolutely. because it helps me push me. Um, it, and then it's just that, that eco, the ecosystem that keeps, keeps you turning, keeps you burning and just still inside of me. So when the leather touches your hands, w what clicks inside you to make you run harder than other people run? Because it's, it's not human to run as hard as you do because it's, it's going to hurt occasionally, right? And for me, this even goes back to when I was in special teams my rookie year. It was my favorite stat, actually. I led the NFL on tackles on punt my rookie wow. year because I was running like my life depended on it. Like, right. Austin, you have to go make this tackle. Your job was dependent like, on you it. You have to go. Like, <laughs> it was my job, right? It was my job, but yeah. I made it more serious to me. Yeah. It was like, I'm, let me elevate that and right. actually, like, tap into like my my like instincts of like survival mm -hmm. right and so when you tap into that you, you right you get that superhuman strength where it's like you got to get this done um and so tapping into that and it's like give me the ball and the, i got to make something happen like everyone depends on me right it's not just me it's the organization it's the fans the fantasy the fans in the stands right my family all of that is depending on me doing something with this ball yeah. and yeah go ahead and one last thing so many players i've covered for 40 50 years I, I've routinely heard the harder I play, the healthier I stay. Mm. And it's, it's a weird, it's sort of counterintuitive, but, but it's true. Right. If you don't think about I'm going to get hurt, if you don't try to protect, if you just go all in, all out, sometimes that's the safer way to play football. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's, 
you got to fight force with force, right? Yeah. And when you do that, you, you tend to neutralize things. You tend to protect yourself, right? You're reactive. You're on, your, you're on high alert, right? And especially for me, right? I, I call myself built with leverage, right? I'm only 5'8". Um, and so for me, like it's for running back, right? We got to protect our, our lower extremities, right? And so it's for me, I can protect my lower body, right? And I'm running hard and right, I have good contact balance. So people nowadays have been learning, they got to wrap me up, right? But before, like early in my career, people just trying to bounce off me, right? And it's like, nah, 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 like, like I can squat the gym, you know, like I can do it all, right? Um, and so for me, yeah, playing with that high instinct, playing with force, right? you got to be the hammer, right? And I mean, as a running back, that's, yep. that's exactly how we're trained. When I, I look at your team, I, early on this year when it made my prediction, early on I thought you guys could win the Super Bowl. I had you guys going to the Super Bowl. How much did injuries play a part in derailing your se season? You look at Keenan Allen, Mr. Big Fortune, Mike Williams, Bosa, J.C. Jackson, your prize free agent, uh, Rashawn Slater, your all-world left tackle, he missed a lot of time. How much did injuries play a part <clears throat> in you not fulfilling what you thought you guys could be? Ah, man, because, yeah, our injuries early on in our career or in our, in our season were, were definitely a factor. But we, we were able to stay around where we got healthy at the end. Mm -hmm. So, um, if anything, maybe it helped with our – or maybe it was a, a detriment to our, to our chemistry, to our consistency early on where, like, I had 100 catches. It's like, that's not great. Right. <laughs> like, I want Herbert throwing the ball down the, the field, field, not, you know, checking Keen it down the field 107 times, right. you know. And so it's like when things like that, now we're – you know, we've been doing that so much where it's like, we're not. We're missing those opportunities for Herbert to get in a, in a rhythm, throwing these spots. Right. Um, and so, I think that could have that could have hurt us. But we still have the talent. We still have the talent to actually get it done and make right. a run in the playoffs. Um, but it was it was the inconsistency. So I would say that's probably where it hurt the most, as far as just being able to play a full season together with all of our guys. So your quarterback obviously is as gifted as any playing this game. How can he get better next year? Ooh. So for me. Um, with Justin, it's been – he's a young player. I, came, I went from just or from uh, Philip Rivers, right? Yeah. He'd been playing for 17 years. It was out there like, this is his show. Like, he's telling receiver, hey, you got this. Hey, we're checking to this. This is what signals we're doing, right? Just runs the entire show. To a rookie that comes in, it's like, okay, well, he's got to learn all this stuff, right? He's got to learn how that hey, – hey, we're all looking at him for the calls and yeah. things like that. So he's got to grow into that type of role. Um, and so he's been growing. Like, I've been seeing him take, start to take control, start to get more comfortability and actually leading the offense as far as vocally, as far as taking control out, out of practice. And so, really, this is going into, I think, year four for him. And so that's where I think he needs to grow the most as far as just, hey, we're looking to you. Like, you got to run us out here. Like, because, yeah, you, you, might, we, you might be younger than us, which he is, but it's like you're still the one hiking the ball, calling the play, <coughs> in the right spot. And so that's why I think he is growing, but that's what takes time and experience to really get to that yeah, level. Because, seriously, when you're up 27 to nothing at Jacksonville, just because of the position he plays, he has to say, I got you. I got this. I'm, I'm going to make the plays that will make this finish with us in charge because you can only do so much. Mike Williams can do only so much. Keenan can only do so much. That young quarterback has to say, I got this. And, and he wasn't quite ready to have it for four quarters. And so, hey, that's yeah. what's what experience does for you. Yeah. You know, it teaches you about yourself, right? And so then you got to grow from that. So I know he's yeah. looking forward to doing that, and we yeah. are with him. Hey, to conclude, I just want to say I appreciate what you stand for and the way you play football. I appreciate I do. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by, bro. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, guys.
That's why he's a pro bowler. Skip, I know you've been looking especially forward to this one. Well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> this man, this man has torn my heart out again and again and again because this man grew up in El Paso, Texas, a big Dallas Cowboy fan. Yes, and yet every time he plays my Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, He's the biggest cowboy killer there ever was because I'm looking at three games here. I looked them up this morning. 2017 was your first game. It was at Dallas. You win 35-31 because you went 19 carries for 125 yards. And then here you came again back in 2019. I look up and you guys are up 31-3 to because you went 19 for 107 yards, but you caught seven balls for 75 more yards. And then this year at Lambeau on the frozen tundra. It wasn't frozen in that day, but you set it on fire because you went 24 carries for 138 yards. When I thought we could stop the run, they said, we're going to play Micah at linebacker. Remember that? We'll play Micah <laughs> at linebacker all day. Instead, only seven times did he put his hand in the proverbial dirt, and you still ran wild on Micah Parsons. What, what, what possesses you when you play our Dallas Cowboys? Uh, you know, that was my, like you said, that was my childhood team yep. growing up and being from El Paso, you know, I got to have a little bragging rights going back home. Everybody's Cowboy fans, though, so I definitely don't want to hear that. Uh, spending the offseason there. And then, uh, you know, I, I, got, I got some, I grew up watching the Cowboys, so I, I've seen Randy Moss kill them. Every time. <laughs> I, I, got, I, got a, I got a little recipe for it. Yeah, no, you did. So, were you upset they didn't draft you? You went in the fifth round. They passed you, you know, time, uh, well, maybe four times. I, I was. Uh, during, the draft, during the draft process, uh, Scott Linehan at yep. the time was the OC. He came yep. out and worked me out and was like, hey, we're thinking about taking it back uh, here in the third or the fourth round. And then uh, wow. they drafted Ryan Switzer in the third. And I was like, yep, they're not drafting me. Um, so, I mean, it would have definitely been a dream come true, the childhood team. But uh, I ended up right where I was supposed to be. Right? You take it out on them <laughs> yes, again sir. and again and again. Take it away. This year obviously didn't go the way you expected. The last couple of years, you had home field. You're losing the uh, championship game to Tampa. You had number one seed last year. You lose to the 49ers. And then win or take all game. You win this game against Detroit. You make the playoffs. Why haven't you had the success when it mattered the most? Why haven't it parlayed itself? Because you have great regular seasons, with this, this year notwithstanding. But for whatever reason, that final game, you guys can't put it together. In, the, in those final games, uh, you know, mistakes are critical. Uh, I, I feel like the team that makes the less mistakes uh, is going to come out with the victory. And, uh, you know, you've you got to play complimentary football in those situations as well. And um, one of the times we did, and whatever it may be, you know, just not playing up to our standard, our best ball that we know we're capable of. And, you know, it, it, that definitely hurts because you play so well all season right. to get to that game, and then you don't play your best ball. Right. And you know what's – there's a lot being said. Your quarterback, 
Is he coming? Is he going? It seems like this is a reoccurring theme with you guys. Seem like year after year, <laughs> is Aaron going to come back or is he going to leave? What's your best guess estimate of what's going on, what's going to happen with Aaron? Uh, I think he'll be back. I mean, he you got 50 million reasons to come back. 50 million. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's tough to turn down, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I think he wants to go out on his own. Like, if he's retired, I think he wants to go out on his own. Right. So I, I definitely see him coming back and playing, and I, I hope he definitely is in Green Bay. Uh, he's a great leader for us, and, you know, a guy like that, he, he brings a lot of people along. So, so I got to know, have you tried ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> no? no, I have well, not. Well, it seemed to work for Aaron because I think he won back-to-back -back MVPs off it. So, have, have you tried some sort of darkness therapy or whatever it is? You know, I, <laughs> no, sir, I haven't. Okay. Uh, I pray. I find God. That's my life. <laughs> so. I, I've often said that, that you're the more valuable Aaron in Green Bay because you're more dependable and trustable for the most part. But seriously, does Aaron ever get on your nerves at all? Ever? No, never. No. Uh, really, thank you. I, I, I owe Aaron a huge thank you because uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't know how my uh, career would have turned out. Uh, my, like my first two years, I wasn't, well, my, I wasn't really playing. I played here. I started and wouldn't play. And uh, A-Rod was... He literally stopped the game, turned to the sideline, called timeout, told Mike McCarthy, I want 33 in the game. I want 33. Okay. And uh, he, he is your biggest fan. And, and so be. that, you know, coming in, when he first told me that I'm your biggest fan, like I was, a, I hadn't played a snap on offense. So that did so much for my confidence, hearing that from a future Hall of Famer. And I'm like, man, you believe in me this much. And then uh, when I did get the opportunity, I did what I could with it, did the most and uh, made him look, made him look right, you know, made mm -hmm. him look good. And, um, you just you keep you keep digging at it. You keep working, and he sees that, and you know he puts his arm around you. He he loves on guys like that who who want to get better, who want to be great. So what's it been like playing with him? Because as Shannon said, he is a transcendent thrower of the football, off platform, on platform, sideways. He 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 creates angles that we've never seen before. So so what what's that like being in that force field with him? Uh, it's fun, honestly. He makes it easy for you. Uh, he's he's thrown some balls and somehow caught them. Like I just literally <laughs> turn and put my hands like this, and it, it like literally drops in. And people, are like, oh, great catch! And I'm, yeah, great catch. <laughs> Even a better ball. <laughs> Even a better ball. All I had to do was put my hands up, hit me right in between the, the 33. Or so, um, he and he he helps you. You know, like I, I remember coming in, pass protection. He's like, hey, the blitz is coming from over here. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like. They haven't even started rotating or anything like that. And so uh, he, slow, he helped slow the game down for me when I was uh, first coming in. And now it's slowed down for me. And I, I see the same things that he's seeing. And just getting with him, uh, he coaches me up. He, he tells me what he's seeing, different things like that. So, um, he, like I said, he's a true leader. And uh, he's, he definitely had a huge impact on my development. I know the season didn't go the way you expected the last couple of years, but do you have the pieces? Is everything that you need in Green Bay for you to get to and be in a game of this magnitude? I definitely think so. Uh, I mean, we, we started off slow this year, and then we picked it up, and uh, like you said, we got to that last game where we had to win and we didn't. But I think in that little run, we show, hey, we, we, got, we got the pieces we need, and okay. I think we, we woke some people up across the league. and. Um, like, we played Philly. We lost by a touchdown. So we were never really getting blown out in any of these games. We were right. just in every game. But 
uh, comes down to execution and right. those little things. And we, we picked it up at the end, but you got to start faster. And that's what you guys normally do when you have a transcendent throw, you have a historically great quarterback. It's always those plays that he normally makes in the end that normally wins you the game. And these were the games that you guys normally win that you started losing this year. How disappointing was that? Because you're like, damn, we're just so close. Uh, it's very disappointing. You know, like the, like you said, the past three years, uh, I, I say it wasn't a huge difference. The, the difference was we, we'd be in one-score games, uh, and we would just come out on the other side of it. And that's, that's how good the league is, you know. It's going to be close games. Most, most games come down to the last possession. And right. It's execution. Right. And uh, like I said, we, we, we just didn't execute in crunch time. And uh, I think we'll be better for it. Uh, it's those small things, and you learn from them. So just by coincidence, you followed out here Austin Eckler. And – it hit me last night. You two remind me a lot of each other because you're, you're coming out of the same mold. You're a little undersized. You're a fifth rounder. He's undrafted. But there's something that burns inside of both of you that lifted you up in the league. Again, Shannon was a seventh-round pick. He did have a big brother who played at a very high level. But, but there's something that, that, that is driving you to come from UTEP, from quote-unquote nowhere, fifth-round pick, which, which some people would say, that's for, for you, that, that was pretty good to even be a fifth-round pick. So, so what, what has motivated you? Do, do you watch Austin? Do you watch how, how hard he runs? Oh, yes, sir, I definitely yeah. do, and I'm a yeah. huge fan of him. He's, yeah. uh, he's been nothing but great since he's came into the yeah. league. And uh, like you said, a guy similar to my stature. Yep. Uh, I feel like we, we're very similar. He catches the ball out of the backfield as well. Uh, I think his route tree is a little bit bigger than mine, but uh, I'm working on expanding it. But a uh, huge fan of him, and uh, we, you know, it, you don't see a lot of backs our size in the game. So when you see a guy your size or, and having success, you just you continue to root for him. Yeah. Can I let me ask you this, Skip? Let me ask. Jordan Love. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, this conversation here today, Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. Is Jordan Love ready to step in and take that step and lead the Packers to where they need to be? Yes, sir. Jordan Love is ready. Jordan Love will be that guy. Uh, made a huge jump this year. Uh, we've seen like it. Uh, OTAs, we could see it. And then it just kept snowballing, 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 and uh, picking it up. And uh, you can tell he's, he, he wants to play. He's itching to play. And uh, when, it, when his turn comes, he's going he's gonna to be ready. He's, I, I think he's going to be that guy. What's he got? Describe him to somebody who wouldn't know him. Uh, Jordan, very smart. Uh, he's gonna. He, he he listens. He wants to. He wants to be successful. Um, he's gonna put everybody in the right positions. Uh, he's going If somebody right here, check, check, check. Hold on, and get get everybody right. Um, and it's it's just been so cool to see his growth, the development, um, him gain that confidence, and it show. And I think even when he went in in Philly, he, he played well. Yeah. The games he went in, he played well. And he showed, hey, I, I, can, I can play at this level and I can do it at a high level. How does his arm strength compare to Aaron's? Oh, he, he got, he got yeah. some arm strength. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I say it's right up there. I don't know uh, if you could top me right. He's like one of the best to do it. But uh, it's, it's right up there. And um, some of the balls we, we, that we see him in throwing practice, like, oh, like, yeah, you, 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 you definitely getting that confidence. You can definitely see you're letting loose and just going out there and playing. And his escapability would be what to you? Uh, he, he, can, he can move. He can, he can move. move. Um, he, he's definitely athletic. Uh, you know, people, you don't see him run as much, but when, when something breaks down or he has to, he can go get it. And uh, I think that's one thing that people 
kind of sleep on or will sleep on that'll uh, that'll help him in his game. So it sounds like you think you're going to be just fine if that's what happens. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I feel like we'll be just fine. Uh, I got I got a lot of trust in Jordan. Uh, been working with him, you know, OTAs uh, past three years, and uh, so I get another one coming up this year to work with him and uh, just continue to help him grow, and uh, we grow together. Aaron Jordan, Aaron Jordan, does the uncertainty leave the team at all in disarray? Is it a distraction? Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a distraction. We, we've been dealing with it for three years, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we don't, it's, yeah, he, he, uh, three years. So, I mean, uh, you know, I just kind of sit back and control what I can control, worry about myself, uh, you know, get the off season started and just hit it hard. And, um, hopefully he's, he's back. If he's not, I still control what I can control. Um, and got to lead, we've got to lead a group guys, uh, sorry, got to lead a group of guys out there, um, whether he's there or not. But you're coming back, right? I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> He's already started his off-season training. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. in it hard. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being with oh, us, Aaron. And best of luck with everything in the off-season. Huge fan of the show. <laughs> have agreed to trade KD to the Suns in exchange for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and one, two, three, four first-rounders. After the trade, the Suns are now the favorites to win the West. That, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook, Shannon, did the Suns just claim the NBA championship? I don't believe they did, Skip, although I do believe they increases their chances. I think because the Boston Celtics have been together longer, they'll have better chemistry. Now, I might feel differently had Kevin Durant started the season in Phoenix. So this is a fast learning curve for him. Even though, Skip, he doesn't need the ball. It's not like you got to run a whole lot of sets for him. Because he's seven foot tall, he's such an elite scorer, he'll be able to get his buckets. He'll be, he'll, he's a very efficient player, and he doesn't need to dominate the ball in order to get his 25 to 30 points on a nightly basis. Milwaukee. I believe because they won a championship together, they've been together, and Chris Middleton is cre- increasing his mil- uh, minutes slowly. I think I give them a slight nod. But I think all things being equal, with that firepower that they do have, I think they're serious. I think they can scare the hell out of a lot of people, Skip. I don't think they'll win it this year because I still want to know who are they going to defend. Mikael Bridges was an elite 3-and-D three, three player. Jay Crowder could defend at a very elite Good. level. I agree. So th- th- those are the things that are concerning to me because, look, there's no super team in the West. All these teams are bunched up. Even the Lakers, as bad as they've played all year, they're probably like five games out of being the number two or number three or four seed. So they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. It's just about getting in there. Who do they match up well with in a seven-game series? It's not about who you play. It's when you play them also. And so with that being said, Skip, can they stay healthy? Kevin Durant in the last three years, not the first year in which he's there when he rehabbed, he has missed 83 games in three years, Skip. That's about 27 games. 
27 games and counting this year. He's not coming back till after the All-Star. All-Star game is a week from Sunday. So he's potentially going to miss, what, almost 90 games. Mm -hmm. That's if everything goes according to plan, he'll come back after the All-Star game. What if, things, what if he has a setback? So now you push, you push that down the road even further. Mm -hmm. D-Book, dealing with the hamstring. Yeah. That hamstring has been problematic for him over the last several years. Really, his whole career. Go ahead. Chris Paul. Yeah. Ain't a half a tank, he's on fumes, Skip. And you know it and I know it. Hey, and, and gas prices, they come down, but they still over $5 a gallon. So he need, to gas that, he need to gas that tank back up if he wants to get this team to where they make a trade like this where they think they should be. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they just won the championship with this trade, although I, I do believe it put them in greater contention because of what they were like, seventh or eighth best odds, yep. and I think they have the second or third best odds. We'll have the best odds to win the West, West, West yeah, okay. and second best odds to win it all. Yeah. Okay, I hear what you say about the injury gods because they decide everything, mm -hmm. and if they decide no on the Phoenix Suns, then it's going to be a big no because these big threes, really a big four now, they have to stay healthy. Right. And those are big ifs. I'm going to give you all of the above. Here's what I love about this. Here's why I do give them a great shot at winning it all. Kevin Durant wanted to come here. He did not want to go to Brooklyn. That was Kyrie's idea. Right. And Kevin never looked comfortable in Brooklyn, even though he did. We're going back two years ago. He took those Milwaukee Bucks to the brink of a game seven. And the Bucs were about to go on and obviously beat the Suns in the NBA Finals. He took them to the brink, and I'm going to say it again, a toenail was on the line right. of a shot that he made. And it's one of the great clutch shots I've ever seen made in a Game 7. And if it's a three, it's over. We're right. having a different conversation because the Bucs are not going to win the championship because that game would have been over. Instead, it went to overtime, and Kevin Durant went Chris Paul and just ran completely out of gas. Okay. The Bucs were down 2-0 to the Phoenix Suns, and all of a sudden, D-Book pulls his hamstring. And it was problematic the rest of that series, and they lost their momentum, and they lost the NBA Finals. So, to me, if, if it's the injury guy, like the injury gods pretty much have decided the Super Bowl that we're about to watch, because it's going to come down to, is Mahomes' ankle really 90% now? Right. Is Jalen Hurts' shoulder really 97% right now? as he indicates that it is. I, I don't know. Well, that, that could indicate the outcome of the game. Correct. Dictate it. Correct. All right. Kevin Durant wanted to be here. And to your point. Did he want to be here or be out of Brooklyn? You know, both. like did you see what Kyrie oh, said after his game he last he night? Got out. Uh, is he, I'm so happy for him. He got out of there. Okay. Right. Well, Kyrie's happy for Kyrie. Right. Kyrie got out of there. But you see, the, Skip, not to cut you off, but yeah. you see the difference? One guy got traded to a destination that he preferred. The other guy did not. Because I believe Joe Sy and Sean Marks said, you know what, KD? Yeah. Although you want to be out, you've been a model citizen true. since you've been here. Yes. You've shown up to work and you've been very professional. You have your beliefs and you can have your beliefs. Yep. I don't have a problem with someone having beliefs. But I, I do believe someone must maintain a level of professionalism. That is correct. So, in the workplace. So that is what happened. So Kevin went to Joe Sy and said, work with me on this. I want to go to Phoenix. Yeah. 
I want to go to the ultimate stability at point guard as opposed to the ultimate instability that I've been dealing with with my guy Kyrie here in Brooklyn, right? Well, you got what you call him, Ben Simmons. You like Ben Simmons, Trey? I did like Ben Simmons. Okay, he's got other issues going on, and that's a whole other ball of wax. Okay. The thing about Kevin Durant is there are only 26 games to go, but he is the easiest superstar in the history of this league to play with because he does not demand the basketball, and his ego, by superstar standards, is extremely low. It's, it's team-friendly because you saw what he did. He chose to go to Golden State, and everybody said, oh, great, he's going to go join forces with the team that Oklahoma City had three games to one down in, in right. the Western Conference right. Finals. And he went, and what did he do? With everybody waiting, him to, waiting on him to fall from seven feet t- tall to on his face in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. he took the Finals over. Right. He did it in LeBron's house, back-to-back game threes. He was the NBA Finals MVP. He did that because he wanted to do that. Okay. Did he not blend with Steph and Draymond and Clay? Yeah, yeah he did absolutely. because he's got high basketball IQ. He wants to play the right way. He'll get his points on low shot attempts. He'll do what needs to be done to win the basketball game. So do I think he'll have any ego clash with D-Book? No, I don't at all. Can I ask you a question? Does it not concern you that he seems to never be able to be happy? He wasn't happy in OKC. He wasn't happy in Golden State. Okay, but he, he wasn't was happy, happy enough in... to win back-to-back MVPs in the finals. But yet he didn't stay. Okay, because he, he, went... he did that. And, and again, you brought up the point. I thought you were dead right about it. He wanted to be bigger than Steph, and you can't be because Steph was homegrown. He he was already there. They drafted him, and he was their baby-faced assassin, and there's just something about Steph that's more lovable than KD is. I love KD just as a basketball player. I don't Off the court, I've called him the thinnest-skinned superstar in the history of superstars. Well, it might have something to do with not saying saying the media don't know bleep about basketball. That might be one of the reasons. Well, uh, well, (laughs) how about in his Oklahoma City days, he once told me that I didn't know bleep about basketball. And I'm like, I'm your biggest fan. And, and I was supporting him right. by saying Russell Westbrook is shooting more shots per game than Kevin bleep and Durant. Right. And because of that, Kevin's defending his little brother, Russ, and right. saying, I don't know bleep about basketball. Well, I think I was right about that. I think I got proven right that Russ shouldn't have been shooting more shots. So what's the likelihood that Kevin Durant played the final three years in this contract? Because he's in the first year, year, so he's finally signed a four-year extension, and James Harden and Kyrie were still on the roster in Brooklyn. None of them guys are there. So now, what do you think the likelihood that he finishes this? Obviously, he's going to finish this season, but he plays the next three seasons in Phoenix. I think it's high likelihood because he wanted to come here. The problem is, as you point out, Chris is 37, nearing 38 years of age. Yeah. I still think he's got a championship in him because Kevin's whole modus operandi to come here was to help Chris win a ring. I, I used to call him CP0 because he had CP0 rings, right? right? right. Okay. But well, CP3 deserves a ring. He, again, they're very close friends. He, he, he believes that he could help him win a ring, and, and I think you believe that. Yeah. And if you've got a young superstar in Devin Booker, and if you've got a DeAndre Ayton who seems happier than he was last year because he got paid, yeah. am I right? Yeah. He got big paid. But let me, you, you said he wants to come here and help K, uh, uh, CP3 win a ring. Yeah. Why the hell do you want to go to Brooklyn and help them win a ring? Okay, well, he went to Brooklyn because Kyrie wanted to go there because he loved Kyrie. That was his best buddy, right? Okay. But, but it wasn't to win a ring. It was just a, it was like a lark. It was like, 
oh, let's go do this. Let's go have fun together. And Kyrie betrayed him right away. We had one issue after another after another, starting with the I won't get vaccinated yeah. issue, right? But, but I think, Skip, I think the thing is, if they're as close as they led people to believe, he didn't know Kyrie would dis display or exhibit this type of behavior that he didn't know Kyrie was mercurial. I mean, we heard the stories about he went months without talking to teammates during a championship. Yeah, I agree. In, in Cleveland. In Cleveland, yes. yes. Yeah. Did we not see how it flamed out in Boston? I believe Kevin, when his career is over, will look back and say, that was the dumbest move I ever made was to follow him to Brooklyn, right? Well, did it not flame out? Was it yeah, not it was, the it was, it was, I mean, it was epic fail. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do a see they're gonna do a documentary on yeah, this. They will. This was bad. <laughs> they will. They, this was bad. Yeah. And now, still think about it. You trade all what you trade. I mean, Kevin, KD, and uh, and Kyrie came voluntarily, so you didn't lose anything. But you traded what you traded to get James Harden, and now you stuck with Ben Simmons. That is correct. <laughs> well, you are. That's it. And by the way. I don't blame James Harden because he took a one-year look at that and said, I, I want out of here. He, he, like, I, I don't want to play he was with the, this. All things being said, James Harden was the smartest he one. He was the smartest He didn't one. need three, no, four seriously. years to figure out what he no, could figure out said, in one year. This is crazy. This is some bull job. That's some bull job. And look at him now. They got a shot. Yes. Okay? All right. Way to go. I, I think the Phoenix Suns are in a great spot. I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in the lottery. Hey. <laughs> Uh, all I know is I used to watch every Brooklyn Nets game, I and I ain't watching one of them. Right? Nah, and now you got a guy that I don't know if he's hurt or he doesn't want to play or what's going on with Ben Simmons, but come on. Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, uh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. Cam no. Thomas, Cam. Uh, okay, and he's scoring 40 a night. Yeah. Well, well, you might need to score 70 a night uh, in order to, get, to keep them out of the that lottery. That is correct. Well, speaking of being injured, it's a right MCL sprain for KD, guys. And he did get some good injury news yesterday. What? He, he, the healing is on track. Everything is going according to plan. Not clear for be. contact, though. And that's, of course, uh, the big test. When see you in March. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that report says. See you in March. All right. We got to put Shannon on the hot seat when we come back. How much farther will his Lakers go this season after their trade good yesterday? Question. More from Undisputed. <laughs> to the Jazz and acquire D'Angelo Russell from the T-Wolves. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt also on their way to L.A. Shannon, now, how far can your Lakers go? Well, they're five games out of 500. They're 27 games to go. They're probably going to need to go, Skip, something probably 19 and 8 down the stretch, uh, get to that sixth spot, assure themselves of a playoff spot, not the play-in. But they're going to have to string the game more, string together more than two games at a time. They win two and then they lose three. You've absolutely done nothing. So they need to go on one of these win streaks where they win seven, eight, nine games in a row. They're more than capable of doing it, but they just need to play consistent basketball. Yep. I kind of like the lineup now where they can go AD, Vanderbilt, LeBron, Beasley, Russell, 
And then your backups, Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Lonnie Walker, Pat Bev, and Dennis Schroeder. Yep. I kind of like I kind of like this lineup now, Skip, mm -hmm. because I think the the guys they have now, I think they're more suited to that role. I like Schroeder coming off the bench. He's, uh, he's a guy that can get downhill. I like Pat Bev. So I, I like what they have now. The question, the question is, can they string together some wins? And the injury to LeBron's foot, he was kind of nagging him uh, last game. So we'll see. A.D., I mean, I, I didn't really like his body language, Skip. I understand it was LeBron's moment Tuesday night. But, bro, I, I need more than 13. It can be LeBron. You need more than nine shots. How about this here? It can be LeBron's moment, and you give me 25 and 12 and not 13 and 6 or 13 and 7, something of that nature. So I'm going to say I'm going to say with the three-point shooting that Russell will provide and the three-point shooting that Malik Beasley, I'm not so sure they're out of contention for uh, 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 another player yet. But given what we have right now, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say they, they, they're going to get to the, uh, the sixth seed. I think they could get to the five seed. I think they could get to the four seed. This team is way, way better than it has played. I'm going to say it again. There have been now nine games. I'm not going to count the one against Oklahoma City as LeBron passed Kareem. Okay. But there have been nine previous games that you should have won or at least could have won, yeah. and you did not. Sometimes it was what LeBron didn't do. Sometimes it was what AD didn't do. Sometimes it was they just didn't play right. They weren't coached right. What, whatever happened, you're just better than you've played. Right. I still look at LeBron James playing at this level at this age. AD, when, when he decides he's a, top, he's a top five player in this league, and these pieces, these are nice pieces. D'Angelo Russell is a nice piece. Malik Beasley is a nice piece. Hachimura is a nice piece. Jared Vanderbilt is a nice piece. You have gotten not, not hugely better, but just a little and a little and a little and a little more better. Right. So now you're in position where you should be about the fourth best team in the West. Now you need to actually play like you're the fourth yeah. team. But now the biggest issue of all, addition by subtraction. Okay. The cloud has lifted. I, in my life, in my career, I've never seen a player so great, Russell Westbrook, be so bad for his hometown Lakers. I have never seen a player who is a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer turn into such a detriment for his hometown team, the Lakers. His dream came true, and it became the ultimate nightmare for you and for LeBron James. Right. He's hard to watch, man. You're leading the league in turnovers for a second straight year. You're the worst three-point shooter in, in, in all of basketball, even though you made four the other night against the Thunder, and, and that got you what? It got, you, got your butts kicked is what it got. Right. So <laughs> the point is you got out from under it. Jeannie Buss finally said, okay, LeBron, you wanted him, I got him for you, and now you want out from under him, and I'm going to do you this solid. I'm going to give up my 27 draft pick. It's, it's lightly protected. It's, it's protected on the top four. But it's still, it is a very valuable commodity yeah. that LeBron won't be around to enjoy because Jeannie's going to be stuck with no pick in that year. Right? I think you'll be okay if you win another championship okay? between well, nine and well, Absolutely <laughs> she would. And she's saying... I'm, I'm going to cash in now. I'm going to give you this shot. And maybe later today, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Maybe she'll give up the 29 pick, which is completely unprotected, to go get 
Bogdanovich in Detroit or whoever it might or be. Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. Somebody where you say, aha, that's another big piece to the puzzle. Well, well, knowing what you gave up now, wouldn't you have been better to just give that up in the beginning and get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner? Okay. You, well, you could have gave up. You could have gave up that and kept these picks when you gave up Kuzma and KCP in order to get Russ. Because you gave up picks to get them and those players. Okay. When you could have gave up those same picks I, and players to get Buddy Hill and okay, Miles Turner. You first guessed it. I give you all your kudos. But your man LeBron unguessed it because he said, I want Russ. <laughs> he want Russ. He wants Russell. And I, I get he might have been on that Lobos that night. Okay, well, he might have been. <laughs> That's what I, I don't had know. to be. Ayahuasca. Yeah, ayahuasca, too. Ayahuasca. Yeah. Maybe he went on an ayahuasca trip. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He had to be meditating. Okay. I, I get it. You get blinded by the triple doubles. Everybody did. He yeah. did four, four out of five years, he averaged a triple yeah. double. I never thought I'd see one year of anybody averaging a triple double. And he did that because he's the ultimate solo act. He's the ultimate <laughs> stat machine. He plays as hard as anybody, but he's playing for us. He's right. not playing for the team. He doesn't care about about the dub of the L, he, right. he just cares about, look at my stats. Right. I triple-doubled again, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what you acquired, and he bit you right in the butt because right. he came home and, and started playing the, this detrimental basketball because if you turn it over at the rate he does, it, they're, they're not only just turnovers, they're, they're comically sad turnovers where you just say, that, that's yeah. impossibly yeah. bad. Yeah, watching it. Watching the game the other night, yeah. Skip, I mean, right. the, you know, you're, you're down three, you're down five, yeah. and you don't even get a shot at the basket no. because they turned the ball over. And that's, that's so frustrating and so disappointing. Um, and, and, look, I, Skip, I look, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy on him because knowing the, the, the greater the player, the greater the ego. And so it had to be a, 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 a blow to his ego to all of a sudden I'm relegated to coming off the bench. That's Because think about how hard he fought. Skip, he fought it. All because they tried to do it last year. And he's like, hell no, I ain't going for that. And then this year, Darvin Ham said, you can come out the bench or you can come out the couch, but you're coming off something. Okay, but he, he convinced him, if you'll come off the bench, I'm going to get you a little more hardware here because right. you're going to be the sixth man of the year. Right. And I think for a while he was running away with sixth right. man of the year. I don't know now that he's been dumped by the Lakers. That's probably going to do that. Right, do right, it right. And, and now I... I guess he's going to be bought and, out. And he's playing him decent minutes, Skip. He's playing about around 30 minutes a night. Well, so that's not bad. That's okay. starters' minutes. And, and it seems like insane for me to be making the case, oh, you should be ecstatic. You got rid of a guy who was averaging 18 points, six rebounds, and eight assists coming off the bench. Well, anybody else, you'd say, gimme, gimme, right? right. And I'm saying, g g long gone. To ha yeah, you good, have long, you know, Happy. LeBron's got to be ecstatic that the cloud got lifted. And, and I think you guys are going to – you you should take off now. You, you should finish – what did you say? You got 27 19 left. and 8. Okay. You, you got to finish 19 and 8. The West is still wide open. The, the West, the finish, the, the rush to the finish yeah. line is going to be about as fascinating <laughs> as we have ever seen. You're like, where everybody headed west, a good goal, fine goal. Yeah. Go west, young man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. So I guess right. everybody's going to make a mad dash. Kyrie and Luca figure it out. Yes. I, I doubt it, but will Phoenix figure it out fast enough in 26 games? I think yes, but all of a sudden LeBron says, well, I don't have Russ anymore. I got a shot. Okay. Yeah.
Lakers sitting at 13th right now, gentlemen. They play the Bucks tonight. We've almost forgotten Whoops. about that game yep. now that uh, LeBron oh, snagged that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it should be a good we'll one, though. We'll do something bad to Giannis tonight. Are you really? <laughs> you should. I'll buy that. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. What is it next for Russell Westbrook now? More from Undisputed. Well, I hope he ends up somewhere he can be himself. Not the rush that was in OKC because nobody needs that. No one needs a heavy usage, turnover-prone, poor-shooting Russ. That's not what they need. But they need a guy that can put pressure on you in transition. They need somebody that can attack the rim, although his percentage of, of, of plays that being made at the rim, he's converting 58% of his shots at the rim. That's not good, Skip. He's at the rim. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about three. I'm not talking about at the rim. That's not good. I mean, he's made twenty uh, career low, 29% of his shot from float range. Mm. He's made 32% of his shots from mid-range. And he's drained 29% of his threes. What else will we do with that, Skip? So hopefully he gets somewhere where he feels that they value him, they want him. I think early on from last year, Skip, he felt that he was out of place. He felt like he wasn't wanted. The crowd would boo him. Like, no, no, don't shoot. the pass it. Oh, they the oh, they, it's like everything that he did, it was like such a reaction. And he could see that because he thought he was coming home for a homecoming. And it's been anything but that because the Laker fans, they know winning basketball. They know championship brands of basketball. And that's not what Russ was playing. So he, him thinking that he was going to be embraced because he's from the L.A. area, he grew up loving this team. That was never going to happen. No. You've got to win for them. You've got to play winning basketball for them in order for them to embrace you. And even though Magic had won championships, Skip, they booed him. When he ended up turning the ball over late in the ball game in 1984, they ended up losing, I think, in seven games to the Celtics. They did. They booed him, and they dubbed him Tragic Johnson. They did. A two-time finals MVP got booed. Yep. So what did Russ think was going to happen to him? And he didn't have the credentials that Russ had. I mean, excuse me, that magic had. So, Skip, he's not, he's never been a, a, a great efficiency player, but his efficiency has even waned from where it was, and he's never been that efficient. So, I just hope he can get somewhere where he's embraced. He's allowed to play a style of basketball that's conducive for them winning, but him playing like he wants to play, where he just has the ball, and he's doing whatever he wants to do, those days are long, long gone. There are a few teams that are interested out here. The Clippers are interested. Uh, I think the Miami Heat are interested, Bulls. But the Clippers, Skip, are kicking themselves, too, because you know what? They have a young man that's on the verge of becoming a superstar, and that's Shea Gilgis. Just imagine. I'm not so sure I'm taking Paul George over Shea Gilgis right now as we speak. I take Alexander over Paul George. Fair point. Russell Westbrook. You Move say your helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> you say you hope he finds a place that will embrace him. 
Who can embrace what you just described? I, I don't get it. There's somebody for everybody. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Look, I've had my issues with Russ dating back to 2012. I've clashed with Russ because I was saying what I was seeing. I thought Kevin Durant pulled off miracles to coexist with Russ as long as he did, because it went on for a long time. Right. He was 10 years into the league. So how many with Russ? That was like eight years with Russ. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. And I know for a fact from somebody very close to Kevin Durant, he ultimately concluded, I cannot win a championship with Russell Westbrook as my primary decision maker because Russ dribbled the ball up the court every single time yeah. for eight years. Yeah. It was Russ saying, your turn or my turn? I think it's my turn. Kevin would stand over on the ring like, I'm open. No, 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 it's my turn. And to your point, nobody can get downhill better than Russell can. When, when he gets that look in his eye, yeah. when, when, when he decides I'm hell-bent for the rim, yeah. something is going to happen. Sometimes something really bad is going to happen. No, but, but he's happen. going to make something happen. Even today, even now, even yeah. tonight, when we watch, you know, he's gone now, but but even in the game the other night, how did you get back in the game in the fourth quarter? You were down 13 with two and a half minutes left to Oklahoma City. And all of a sudden, Russ went berserk, right. charging downhill at yes. the rim. And he started, oh, it actually it went in. Yeah. It, it actually yeah. went in. I can't believe it. It went in. He, he will play with extreme energy for himself. And it doesn't fit in the team concept that is basketball. But if you put him in Washington where he's a sideshow for a bad team. It, yes. is, it is the ultimate yes. sideshow. I used to watch every Wizards game right. just to see if he could get to a triple-double right. because it was impossible that a six-foot, do we give him three? Do yeah, we give six, him three. Six-foot, three-inch guard could, could average 10 rebounds a game. It's impossible. Yeah. But he did it on gumption, on grit, on want to. I, I desire the basketball more than you do. But it doesn't contribute to winning because you, you, it's hard to win with him yeah, he's definitely going to have to change his mindset yeah. because I think at this juncture of his career, Skip, he needs to play more complimentary football yeah. as opposed to lead football, he does play football, football basketball. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes I does. think he's playing football no, no, the way he's trying to run over everybody. Yeah. And he gets to the Skip, I mean, I watched him the other night. He gets to the rim, and he's going to lay the ball up, and the ball goes clear over the rim. I'm like, what the hell is that? What the hell? It's the worst hands-on a point guard you will ever see. So he can't shoot. He can't control the basketball. He he. he he assisted. He, he figured out in Oklahoma City, especially with Stephen Adams, right. if, if I go hell-bent to the rim yeah. and at the last second I draw two defenders and I just leave it on the floor, right. he's going to dunk it and yeah. I'm going to get an assist. Yeah. Okay. Remember he, Thomas Bryant had that stretch, he Skip? How many, how many dunks did he get off Russ I, laying I the ball it. off to him right up under I the basket? Man, I just don't see how any of those contenders could say, we'll get better with Russell Westbrook coming off the bench for us. No, you won't. More trouble than he's worth. So you don't you don't think the Clippers? I, I, be? I, I don't see it. I hope the Clippers don't. That, that, that's the last thing they need. I mean, he could be dumping that thing off the PG and yeah, Kawhi. No, he, yeah, and, and PG and Kawhi will be over there saying, what, "What the hell are we doing?" I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Okay, I know you are. <laughs> I love this discussion, but we're running out of time. We got to leave this one here, guys. We still have to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Does he need to be less flashy, Skip and Shannon? I'm yeah. gonna get your take on this. <laughs>
Super Bowl loss to the Buccaneers that he was playing a little too much backyard football. This season, he's the MVP favorite and leads the league in passing despite career lows in deep completions and average depth of target. The ringer called this Mahomes' next step of improvement. They want him to get, quote, more boring. Mm. Shannon, does Pat Mahomes need to be more boring? No. And nothing's changed by Pat Mahomes, Kip. He still can throw the deep ball, and he's still throwing shots over his head, behind his back. He's doing all the things that you dislike about him. He's just doing it not to Tyreek Hill. Skip, he had a, a record, 13 players with at least one catch of at least 20 yards or more. He had nine guys finished with at least 15 receptions. That's more than throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey. Now, is Juju a number one receiver? What about Marquez Valdez-Scanley? What about Kadarius Tony? Scott Moore? Are any of those number ones? No. But he had a career high in completion percentage, 67%, a career high in passing yards, 5,250, and the second best touchdown of 41 in mm-hmm. his career. And he did all that, but he's boring. Mm. <laughs> look, look at this tape. I mean, I, I, I want to sh- give me the cut ups. Mm. Of the ones that he's doing all these trick shots where he throws the way. Remember he shot the pass to, uh, against Tampa Skip yep. with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm. And he threw the hook shot in Denver. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Who? Yeah, that's, that's, that's boring. That's some really boring football right there. <laughs> Man, look at this little boring. An underhand shovel pass. Man, that's really, really boring. Look at this, Skip. Man. Mm. That's so boring. Mm. <laughs> I wish you. Wow. Sidearm. Wait, wait a second. Did you request? Look at this. Look at this yeah, I remember that. That's boring. Wait, could could we see the interceptions he threw to end the game at yeah, Indianapolis? Yeah, the careless interception no, no. and the one he threw to end the game against Buffalo yeah. at home. They said, wow. he, but I'm just saying okay. they said he was boring. No, 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 no. That's not what they said. They said he needs to play more. But he agreed in an interview. This is a year ago. Yeah. I need to play more boring football because I do get too careless with the football. Do you think right? he played less boring this year? Yeah. Do you did, think did, he, did, was, was was he, he less, more boring? Yes, yes was he, he was more boring. It, it means more careful with the football. It, it means, it, and, and we are all the way to the AFC Championship game. You don't think it benefited him to have an ankle issue against Joe Burrow? No! Because it forced him, <laughs> it forced him for the first time to stay in the pocket and make more careful throws. That's how he won that game. What did he say about the Brady Super Bowl when he stunk for the whole game and you gave him a pass? He wasn't protected. Baloney, he wasn't protected. He even said after the game, I bolted the pocket too often when I had a clean pocket because it's what he's encouraged to do. Andy Reid lets him get away with near murder. And sometimes it works because he is supremely gifted. And a lot of times he gets bitten by his own carelessness. But see, Patrick Mahomes understands. That's what you say, yeah. I bolted the pocket when I had a clean pocket. Yeah. So, therefore, I don't put the onus on my offensive line. Because if he said I, I stayed in the pocket and I was getting pressure, who does that blame fall on? He said, I'm going to put it all on myself. Mm-hmm. Why you keep talking about, oh, protection? Mm-hmm. So, why was Tom Brady so bad this year since he had all the protection? Because you told me protection didn't matter. Because okay. Mike Mahomes was running for his life. And I saw Tom Brady ain't never okay. looked like this. By the way, <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady's offensive line this year was 24th in pass block win rate. Patrick Mahomes' offensive line in Kansas City was number one in pass block win rate. He was protected better than any quarterback in the NFL this year, but, and he benefited and from t- it. Hold up. Tom Brady's uh, offensive line was 24th in pass mm-hmm. protection? Yeah. And Tom Brady was what? 19th in QBR? 
It was mm-hmm. 31st in yards per attempt. Yeah. So he was pretty bad to go with a bad offensive line. That was a perfect match. Okay. Like a suit and tie. Yeah. They look great and, together. And yet he didn't have the greatest receiving tight end oh. in the history of football. Even better than Shannon Sharp. So to go, so hold on, seven, 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 seven. So to go. I mean, so that, by, by your own admission. Yeah, by your own admission. I got no problem with, with you saying Trav yeah. better than me. He is. Yeah. He, and I, and I, said, I said this a couple of years ago. He's on case, but it's all said and done. He's going to have a very compelling case to be the greatest. I think Gronk is that right now. But I think with another Super Bowl, another couple of seasons, he will have that case to be made for him. But all I'm saying is, Skip, is that when you look at what he's done, hold on. Darius Slate couldn't even remember one of the receivers' names. He said, they got Juju, and what's that other guy's name? Dang, I forgot. <laughs> do, you think, do you think the uh, uh, Kansas City DBs mm-hmm. don't know who A.J. Brown, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, Quez yeah. uh, 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 Watkins, do you think they know who they are? Yeah, but I guarantee you Darius Slate knows exactly who Travis Kelsey yeah. is because he is unstoppable and unguardable. Skip, look at all the guys, 13 guys. You don't know the 13 receivers on Kansas City roster that caught a pass. For once, Patrick Mahomes was Brady-esque, throwing it, spreading the wealth, right? That's but what he Tom threw it Brady down the did. field. Oh. Tom Brady, Tom, Tom, Tom Brady ain't throwing up a little screen pass. That's not true. He last vision. year he led the whole NFL in air distance. My, Skip, he had a long fly ball. Just because you throw it deep, don't mean you're completing it. Mm. <laughs> All I know is when I saw Tom Brady play Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game. He got the oh, okay, let me ask you a question. Yep. When you saw him play this year, Patrick Mahomes, what did you see? Mm. Pat Mahomes dropped 41 on him. Mm-hmm. Tom yep. Brady did have did. 300 yards, yep. but none of them came when the score was in one score. Mm. They were down 17, okay. down 14. Okay, now you get to play a real team. Oh, that's it. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, I'm catching you up. He's a judge. He's a judge. you up. That's it. That's it. Last night, he dropped 24 points in a 110-104 victory over Skip's Clippers. Shannon, do you like what you saw? I love what I saw. You mean to tell me the Lucas Lucas Maverick beat the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi? Yeah, because they made 17 threes. Well, I don't know. How, well, hold on. Kawhi plays defense. Paul George plays defense. Yeah. I thought they were this great, great defensive team. Yeah. I guess not. Wake me up when Luka comes back and the soap opera oh! starts. That's all now, I know. Wake me up when y'all start playing yeah. some defense and Kawhi plays back-to-back. Yeah, okay. Final quick thought. I've done a lot of road shows in my okay. time. Best crowd ever right here. Thank you.